sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum If you're looking for rhyme or Oh man, it's Friday. Friday, Friday. Did I turn the right one on? Gotta get down on Friday. There, try that again. Do that again. It's Friday, Friday. Go. Gonna get down on Friday. Uh, it's <laughs> Ten Drink Minimum. I'm your host, Chris Burnett. And with me is Holly Hello. and Bird. You Thank like you. I want to say Bird? Bird. <laughs> uh, Do that again. Bird. There we go. Uh, it's a special Friday edition of 10 Drink Minimum. I'm going to say that we're live, I guess. Uh, sorry, there's a noise in the background, because apparently in September, it still gets up into the 90s <laughs> here. Uh, and the reason we're here on a Friday um, is we have a really good friend, and she has a new TV show called Absolutely Albuquerque on the local app on Roku, correct? Yes, on the very local app. The very local app. Yes, which you can download for free. Okay. On your- I like, uh, I like free things. Yes, it's free. <laughs> you can watch it for free. Yeah. Uh, the show is absolutely Albuquerque. It's all about Albuquerque, our beautiful city here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've heard about it. Each episode, we go with a different local, and they kind of show us like their Albuquerque. Interesting. So- yeah. It's, it's fun, right? Yeah. The thing that I love, I was so excited about this show is that we get to show you the Albuquerque that doesn't pop up on your Google. Right. Right. Oh. Or that doesn't pop up when you necessarily like look us up when Tra- you're traveling. Travel advisor. Right. Exactly. So this app, this very local app is geared towards people who are traveling mm-hmm. and also towards locals, you know, who want to get a little closer and more intimate with their city. Just traveling though. Just you know, keep keep on keep on <laughs> keep, keep on, on going. traveling. You can through. come and just roll right through, be a little tumbleweed. Um, but yeah, it's supposed it it kind of gives a the goal is to give us a perspective yeah. of the locals and what we would like to showcase and like what we think makes our city great. Yeah, so awesome. I love it. Uh, Craig Buchanan says, "Saw you and my boy Rashawn on it." Oh yes. Yeah. Rashawn was amazing. We blew glass together in Whoa. the first episode. I know. I did so many stuff on the so many stuff. Wow. <laughs> so many things. It's Friday, y'all. It's Friday. Um, I did so many things on this show that were like out of my comfort zone. Did you jump out of an airplane? And I didn't. They wanted right. to put me in a balloon. Oh. Oh. I'm not a I'm, okay. I kibosh that. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you. Because, like, so many people I know are, like, balloonists, uh-huh. yeah. and we are not balloon-friendly on this podcast, per se. <laughs> um, we we don't like – I mean, Balloon Fiesta is amazing-ish. Um, there's, it, it, it has – it. I'm glad it brings in the economy it brings in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes the landscape super, uh, you know, beautiful. It's like, you know, it's it's something to talk about when you go places, and then in practice, you're like – Oh, let's go to that place we eat all the time. And you pull in the parking lot and you're like, shit, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Balloon yeah. fiesta. Mm-hmm. You know, 
But mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I'm not going up in a hot air balloon. And <laughs> I'll go up in one. Okay. Yeah? I've been up in one. You're so brave. Well, my fifth birthday, this is not even a joke. Mm-hmm. A balloon, like, not crashed, but they landed in front of our little trailer. I'm going to say crashed. They probably crashed. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I think getting down is the goal. Every, every time yeah. I say stuff about the balloon fiesta, I get comments. People people literally PM me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it, it will happen. It will happen. Yeah. Uh, but my dad went out and talked to the balloonist. And he was like, look, it's my daughter's birthday. Could we make it like this is for her? And oh, the guy wow. was so cool. And he was like, absolutely. <gasps> and he took me up in the balloon, not too high. He but, took you up in the death balloon. Yeah. Okay. And I thought <laughs> it was super magical and special for my fifth birthday. That is an amazing thing for your parent. And it's like really, <laughs> it really goes to show like times have changed. Yeah. Like like nowadays there would have been like several like sheets of paper signed <laughs> yeah. in between. then, and uh-huh. Not just like the balloon crashed in your front yard and your dad's like, hey, I lifts you into the basket. It's her birthday. Go ahead and take her up. You know, <laughs> I'm our dad. I say it's okay. He, he's got a he's got a Miller High Life in his left hand. He picks you up. He's like, it's a birthday. You got to make it happen. <laughs> Clown didn't show up. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if I would let one of my kids go with somebody I didn't know in a balloon, but right. we'll see. Like when it happens, I just I I love the balloon fiesta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's it's amazing. I mean, I grew so I grew up out in the mountains, okay. right? And we went to Balloon Fiesta every a, year. A, a wildling, okay. A wildling. I am a wildling mm-hmm. to all of you crows. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, the trek from Sandia Park mm-hmm. to the Balloon Fiesta Park is like an hour. Um, so we would get up wow. at three o'clock. Also, because my Filipino mom was like, "We are there early." On time. And I guess not <laughs> we're not only early there, but we are the first people at the gate when they you don't, open. You don't want to go through all that traffic, things. do you? No, no, no. We beat security. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. no. We were, I just, I just we were remember, there. I just remember as a kid, like, I didn't know what traffic was, but I knew mm-hmm. we needed to beat it at all times. Oh, yes. There and back. We need to leave. We needed to get there early. And we needed to leave early because you don't want to get into traffic. I don't just, know what traffic is, but I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. And, I shouldn't and, and be in there. As an adult. Boy, do I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. But I will say, traffic here, mm-hmm. like when people complain about traffic oh, yeah, in Albuquerque, yeah. oh. I'm always like, I'm like, bro, you don't even know. Nah. <laughs> you don't even know. I was in traffic one time for seven hours. I've done that. In yeah. the Philippines. Not, in the, oh, not, not seven hours. Not bonkers. Not seven hours, but like when I would go to DC, mm-hmm. like my boss had a car there, which is kind of dumb. Like it's not a smart idea to have a car in DC. That's not a... D- it's, it, not a it, it's tough. Drive city. <laughs> no, no. It's like I think you're gonna say it's not dumb. No, it, it's like it costs her like two hundred dollars a month just to store the car. Oh my Whoa. gosh! Just to store the car. So then I remember she picks me up and like we were driving to like the downtown like DC area, and I think we had to go uh, four blocks, and it took like thirty something minutes to go four blocks, and I was oh, like, wow. this is insane. To go twenty miles, it was like an hour and a half. And I, people on the East Coast right now listening to this are like, uh, yeah. But like here, it's like 20 miles. You're like, 20 miles? We'll get there in about, you know, 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll scoot on over there. Yeah. I uh, always think of, uh, of Cher's dad in Clueless. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's yeah. like, it takes 20 minutes to get anywhere in LA. Like, that's how it is in Albuquerque. Right. Like, it yeah. takes it, 20 minutes to get anywhere in Albuquerque. Well, well, 
in Albuquerque. But if you have to go to the wet, you have to go to Rio Rancho. Oh, yeah, no. It's a whole other animal. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, gosh. So I brought uh, my oldest child with me today, and she heard lots of curse words Mm -hmm. on the way. (laughs) Because we had to drive in traffic from Rio Rancho during rush hour. You mean this one here that's in the (gasps) studio? That one. (laughs) 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 That's Danny. Um, But she, you know, my kids know what traffic is because I am not. I'm not beat the traffic kind of person, I guess. And I guess, so I guess we had a a road rage rage incident last week downtown. Mm. Someone was, you know, relieved of their their soul. And uh, and it's like, and and I know where it was because that's the place where I get angry. Like it's, oh, it's, it's where, yeah. it's where coal merges down to one lane yep. and people don't pay attention and then they like swing in and almost like they, I've been like at the last minute, I've almost been just plowed into mm-hmm. and I was with my mom one time and a guy, so I did that thing where I'm like, I kept right equal with the guy cause I was like, I'm, he ain't going to see it and he's going to try to cut me off and that ain't going to happen. He rolls down the window and flips off me and my mom Ugh. and I start laughing. And it's like, my mom's like, oh my God. And I'm like, and, and I'm like, F him. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, you're right. F him. <laughs> what does it say here? Craig says, you get the, you live out there when you tell people where you live in real yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amanda one time brought me homemade bread. Oh man. All the way to my I house. <laughs> I was like, I did, I did. That's I was fancy. like, you do realize you have to like cross the river. Mm. <laughs> You were pre- you were preggers, weren't you? I yeah. was preggers. Wasn't that when you were preggers? I brought you uh, homemade bread and uh, spaghetti, you know. Yeah. Aww. It was yeah. so sweet. She brought me that- like bread a couple of times <laughs> during she's, the shutdown. She's just the sweetest yeah. person. <laughs> I just love you guys. Aww. Aww. We love you. <laughs> and people will go, do you know Amanda? I'll be like, yeah, she brought me bread during the pandemic. And they're like, what? I know. I can't. <laughs> well, so it's funny. Uh, Danny, I'm going to embarrass you, okay? But, uh, so Danny was like, we, we like to have conversations about, you know, our day. Mm-hmm. She's like, what's the most exciting thing that happened to you today? And I was like, oh, I found out Amanda from Red Light Camera is going to be on our show. And she was like, what? <laughs> Are you uh. famous? <laughs> and I was like, no, just Amanda is my friend. And yeah. she's like, what? <laughs> Yay! Sorry, Danny. Aww. She's so embarrassed now. But and and now we friends. Yeah. See, and now you're friends. Yeah, See? baby. Now you can go to school and tell everybody <laughs> that you're friends with Amanda Michonne. Yeah, who's on uh, on their TV? Yes. Yeah. So how did this all happen? So, um, so very local mm-hmm. is like I said, it's a travel app, and they reached out to a production company here in town. Okay, because they're making shows for cities around the u.s I, I saw that yeah yeah and they wanted to do one about albuquerque and um originally the team reached out to me as potentially to be a guest didn't um so other than you like i saw who did this uh someone did this in mexico city and it was like someone really like it was eva langoria whoa yeah i don't know if it's the same app. very local i don't know if it's very local but they did oh the gosh, same. I should know. They did the same kind of like show. Yeah. So you're in that echelon. <gasps> Me and Eva. Yeah. I mean, Together. dare I say that yeah. you are our Eva Lungle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. And I forgot to say, t- today's show is sponsored by the Topo Chico Seltzer. Oh. 
Mm, Topo Chico. Topo. Doesn't even feel like you're drinking. That's that's you know that's also not. It good. doesn't. It feels like summer. It mm. does. So they reached it out. Feels like summer. So did the production company reach out to you directly? Yeah. So they they actually reached out mm-hmm. to me saying that they were making this show, mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, we're looking for people to be a part of it, and I thought I was going to be a guest. And so when they were talking to me, they were like, you know, what would you, what would be your day in Albuquerque? And I was like, oh, right. well, you know, I'd pick up a pri- uh, a burrito at Golden Pride and mm-hmm. then I'd walk down to the bosque and walk my dog. And then I'd probably like go home and have a little like nap before I got ready for my show down at the launch pad. And then where would you where would you take us on your Albuquerque? Right. Oh, wow. And so pitch like talking to them about that. And then I ended up talking to the director and it had talking to the producer and then I talked to more people and they were like, we'd love you to host it. That's cool. And yeah, we'd, we'd like to invite you to be part of the project. And not only, I thought I was going to do like the music episode, yeah, you know, of like our scene. And so I'm- I was thinking of who I could, where I wanted to go and who I wanted to highlight in there. Like, no, we want you to actually host it. Wow. So, I'm, so, wow. I'm, so I'm so green with jealous rage. <laughs> Christopher. No, that's a that's a line from uh, Hot Rod. I love that. I just want to say, no, it's amazing. Like, and you kind of told me about this. Like, I was, I don't know, we were out somewhere, and you're like, yeah, I'm hosting like a local like travel show, and I was like, oh, okay. And I, <laughs> you're like, that's cool. Good for you. And then you know, the next thing you know, Amanda is everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> I think I saw you on uh, a billboard, actually, like a digital one. Yeah. What? Yeah. I knew they made a poster. I don't know if they made a billboard. That's I, pretty I, cool. It, it's that one. Okay. <laughs> it's the billboard that's at um, uh, Lead and, and Broadway. And like, and, and it's the one you always see like... Uh, uh, the Most Wanted's on. Yes. Have you seen yes. Have you seen? <laughs> <laughs> and, and for, people, for people who don't know in Albuquerque, you'll see like this, this digital billboard and it'll be like for like four seconds. Like you'll see, and it'll be like, "Do you know this person?" And it's like them robbing a bank. They have on a a, a ball cap, sunglasses, and a handkerchief <laughs> over their their mouth, and it's like, and then it's like really blurry, and you're like, uh, <laughs> "I guess so." I've seen a lot of people like that. Uh, fun fact: yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, <gasps> it's my mommy. Aww, Aww. hi. <laughs> what is what is BBG? BBG's baby girl. Aww. Mm-hmm. What a sweetie pie! That's my mom, my my biggest support right there. Oh yeah, Aww. that's yeah. great. So cute. <laughs> How cute. Uh, speaking of moms, uh, <laughs> one of my mom's ex boyfriends uh-huh. robbed a bank. Oh, robbed a few banks. So you saw him on the billboard, and y'all. Yeah, I know that guy. I was like, oh. that guy looks really <laughs> familiar. You're all, you're all. Yeah, I know that guy, but you know what I don't do? Snitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like the picture was like you were saying, like so blurry that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that kind of looks familiar. Who is that? And oh, then wow. they caught him, and then he was on the news, and I was like, oh my word! Like, <laughs> y'all, I did know him. But again, I didn't snitch. Yeah, I, I saw nothing. Nope. Because snitches get stitches. Damn right. End up in the Arroyo. <laughs> With, uh, what's her name? La Llorona. La Llorona, yeah. So, We're about to get to ditch witch season. <sighs> we are. So let, let's talk about season two here. Ooh. When you talk to some locals. I know some locals <laughs> that know Albuquerque. <laughs> hey, I've, oh my gosh. So Let's talk season two. If okay. we want mm-hmm. a season two, okay. we need to show them numbers. Okay. Right? Oh. So we need to watch this show. Mm-hmm. We all need to go down and download the very local app. Yeah. yeah. You know, because we could, you yeah. know, we could have 
a season two. And I would love to because it felt like mm-hmm. it felt like doing one season. We were trying to fit so many things right. Right. into one season. I mean, and we did all of it in March. Like, uh, not all of it, but a lot of it in in spring and early summer. Okay. Which I think, as New Mexico locals, we know that – we really thrive in like the fall yes. oh, yeah. months is when we really shine. Oh yeah. So I'm hoping like season two, end of summer, well, fall. If they do a, I mean, they really, if they're doing a season two, they should be filming it right now. Like, you, you know, the balloon fiesta is about to come. Yes. You have all of the beer festivals. Mm-hmm. And it's the eclipse balloon and fiesta. It's the eclipse. Oh, a big it's, one, a yeah. it's a special balloon fiesta. So you, you have that, you have uh, the state fair. Mm-hmm. All could have been a part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so funny because like let's let's talk about the state fair for a second. <laughs> well, I think really quickly, like it oh, could have been a part of it, oh, but sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, it could have been a part of it, yeah. but we were trying to mm-hmm. show less things that people like because people come for balloon fiesta. Yeah, 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 yes, that's kind of a built-in thing that we were like, no, come in February because yeah, because rumor pizza is really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no, I interrupted you actually, <laughs> and, and I'm terrible about that. But we do have the state fair coming up. Yes. And this kind of cracks me up because, like, when I was a kid, like, you went to the state fair. If you went to the rodeo, mm-hmm. then it would be like you paid for the rodeo and then Brad Paisley's afterwards. Or you yeah. paid for mm-hmm. the, the rodeo and it's uh, Patty Loveless. Yeah. I saw Reba McIntyre that <gasps> okay. way. Do you see who's doing the rodeo <laughs> concert this year? No. No. 311. No. Stop. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. It's like. Stop. It's like. You're standing there in cow poop, and it's all amber is the color of your energy. And it's <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, whoa! So I th- I told why my f- are we playing the radio? <laughs> rodeo, and it, and it made me laugh. I told my friends, I, I was like, and they're all like, they don't like three eleven. I was like, hey guys, three uh, eleven's playing after the rodeo, so I got us all tickets. Get ready, and they're and they're like, oh boy, but it's just such an odd like three eleven after the bull riding, like. Right. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, I think it should be not to not to pigeonhole anyone. Mm-hmm. You right, know, right. like like yes, play venues beyond your your genre. Sure. <laughs> but but I think that the rodeo is a pretty locked in. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like the yeah. demographic that goes to a rodeo. Like yeah. the Venn diagram of people who go to the rodeo. Hey, hey Johnny, that's some good calf bulldog and what yeah. what's this man that's playing there <laughs> yeah. for this? I just the Venn diagram for the people who go to the rodeo and the people who listen to Three Eleven they don't cross over like no. at all. I don't think. <clears throat> I don't think so either. I mean, you know, I don't know. Craig, Bru- Craig Buchanan here saying that they might he throw says, that cowboy hat on and. <laughs> well, he just needs to play Wonderwall and calm, <laughs> calm down. That's Oasis. I know they're doing Oasis for Night of Living cover bands, and they're not going <gasps> to play oh. Wonderwall. Oh, they're not. Uh huh. Uh, well, I, I, choice, I've heard, I've heard different. Yeah, that's a that's a bold choice, Cotton. Uh, but I, I have heard that there's rumbling that they might. Well, we'll see. Is there this? are there are a lot. Stop picking on me. Never, yeah. Craig. Never. And it's funny because he's never. From, he's from England. I was going to say, I was like, never, you gorgeous brat. He's, like he's like my bandmate said. No, I was like, uh, that's when you pull your English card. Yeah, and you say, excuse me. Uh, the king said, <laughs> "What Oasis has done for us all." He said, "Talk to Josue, lol." Uh, oh, I'll talk to him. And it's funny because I said, "I said for the queen," and someone goes, "It's the king again." It's the king now, and I'm like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> like my whole life, it's been the queen. Now it's like the king. I know. So weird, isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Right. How lucky were we, right, to live when a queen? Yeah, 
That's different I mean, popes, different queen, mm-hmm. and she lived mm-hmm. for a long time, forever. She did. Yeah. Like I was pretty sure she was a vampire. <laughs> like I was pretty sure <laughs> her, the queen, her, her and Tom Cruise, her Tom Cruise and Keith Richards. Man, oh, like, Keith Richards is gonna outlive everybody. Dude, yeah. Keith Richards is proof that rock and roll is here to stay. Yeah, I'm oh. just <laughs> absolutely. Oh man. <laughs> and uh, so, okay, so you, you got they 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 said, hey, we want to hire you as the host. Mm-hmm. They they backed up a dump truck full of money onto the lawn. <laughs> I mean, some money. <laughs> how, uh, <laughs> the production value is really Dude, good. They did great. So, yeah. really, the team, the team I worked with mm-hmm. at Inspirado, yeah. they are so freaking talented. Uh, Dan, who's our editor, he mm-hmm. added all of the fun, like the sunglasses and the Aww. little pop-up things. Like, I didn't think any of that was going to happen. And really, that is so much work. Like, it is – it's three seconds of a sunglasses, but it is so much oh, yeah. work. Oh, yeah. You know, on yeah. his end. and uh, Post-production, man. Post-production. They don't get enough love. No. They do so much work. Like, we're all there on the floor doing it, mm-hmm. but really the people who spend their time and, like, their love for this project. I'll always remember this. <laughs> editors make movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you don't yep. believe that, an editor can make or break a movie. Mm-hmm. Big time. Mm-hmm. They can save they can save a movie. They can destroy a movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's crazy. They have all the power. Yeah. They have all the power. And and so our editor, mm-hmm. when one of the first episodes we were editing, I went in and I was like, I'm sorry, you have to stare at my face all day. And he's like, Oh, it's actually fine. And he made like a little folder of like Amanda. Isms. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. He's, he's, like, he's like, I'm gonna figure out where to put these in because I'm just like a total nerd through the whole show. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty great. But how how so did it come natural to you to do this show? Um or yes did it take and you no. or did it take a little while to get in the groove of it? Um, I would say it kind of every episode was a little bit different. Like uh it the first episode I was lucky mm-hmm. enough that I got paired up with Hakeem, who's a good friend of mine. Right. And uh and and a local that we all know. Yeah. Right. And he's so easy to I talk to. I actually don't know him. You don't know Hakeem? I've never met him. Hakeem Bellamy. You're going to meet Chris Burnett. Yeah. Worlds are going to collide. I mean, we uh, have <laughs> been we have been on the opposite ends of uh, emails before. Mm-hmm. And that's about all. Yeah. It's very weird. Really? Yeah. Really? You two are such big dudes in this community, I would think. <sighs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and we're like tall and <gasps> thick. I'm going to be the one to introduce you. And there we go. Oh, my God. There we go. Oh, my God. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh. I have that, um, that. That happens to me. Like, there will be people that are like, you don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, like, one of them was uh, Max. Uh, what was his name? The guy that did the big art. Oh, um, Baptiste? Yes. And then people are like, you don't know Max Baptiste? And I was like, no. Oh, and then Baptiste, I remember, yeah. and then I remember, like, the day I met him. Like, I'm talking to our friend Tammy, uh-huh. who does a good sign, one of the sponsors of the show. Um, Tammy. Made this thing back here. And he just like walks up and we're like standing there. And then we just end up like conversating as like two people standing next to each other. And all of a sudden, Tammy goes, wait a minute. You guys don't know each other. And she and, and I go, no. And she goes, this is Max. Max, this is Chris. And then we're like, oh, it was like this weird. <laughs> and so that happened. It's like this weird situation. I feel like that happens in Albuquerque yeah, a lot. Yeah. Where like, you know, someone through knowing someone. Yes. You know? And so it's in a weird way you almost already know them. Yeah. Where you're like, I feel like we've been friends for years, dude. Well, and like <laughs> this is the second kind of like local thing you've gotten to be a part of because you were also part of the Bands of Enchantment yes. Yes. thing, which also has great production. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they are they're affiliated with PBS. Yeah. Um, so the idea behind Bands of Enchantment, which is really cool, is the guys who have made Bands of Enchantment, Ken and Vince, they actually grew up in Las Cruces. Oh, that's so right. So they are New Mexico boys, and they wanted to bring something to New Mexico. Kind of like a. As- Brody's getting a little excited. No, kind Brody's of, protecting us all. Kind of like uh, Austin City Limits for like Albuquerque. Yes, exactly. Exactly. They wanted to – so they they work with PBS and they started producing shows and they wanted to bring a show, like you said, yeah. that is Austin City Limits to Albuquerque. I mean, not to, not to like like downplay it. Like Austin City Limits is amazing. Oh, amazing. And to have something like that in Albuquerque is awesome mm-hmm. as well. Because it, it, it not only – if pe- for people out there who don't know what Bands of Enchantment is, they do – highlight local Albu- like New Mexico bands, but they also have touring bands that come through and yes. film here. Yeah. Big touring bands, yeah. Big ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have one of their guitars on the wall over there. Hey! Is it ours? No. <sighs> I want it at the thing where uh, you're showing, though. Oh, nice! At the premiere. That's um, right, at the premiere. What is the name of the band? It's a like a Spanish band. Um, y La Bamba? Y La Bamba. Mm-hmm. It's theirs. Oh, they're great. We actually yeah. ended up playing with them also at the El Rey this summer. Right. Mm. And it was funny because we were all there and I totally went up to her and was like hi do you remember me from bands you don't know me from bands of enchantment but we were on the same show together and, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and now we're playing here at the el rey you the- fangirled a little. i totally did i totally <laughs> that's did. okay um but no that there's so many cool things happening in albuquerque you know and mm-hmm. bands of enchantment actually wasn't meant to be just in Albuquerque. So they their filmed, first they year they filmed like Tucumcari, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were in Tucumcari and then I don't know where they were they were the year before, but we they asked us to be a part of the Tucumcari one and we we weren't able to do it. You're all uh where? And <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. And then uh and then it, it actually worked out so much better because even the Tucumcari one they were still it was still during uh the 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 interesting the dark times oh the yes. dark times of coming out of covid and <laughs> things um i remember before the uh, dark times the before the dark times and uh we were kind of coming out of that so it was it wasn't a uh public viewed episode oh. it was all privately screened so yeah. um i was very happy to be part of the season that we were and we were it, it came off and looked really well it was done so well. And they treated us amazing. They're so amazing. And this year, so so like you were saying, mm-hmm. you know, th- it's awesome because they base this music festival, this music show out of Albuquerque or New Mexico, where they highlight New Mexico artists, but also bring in touring guests and things. And this year, there's some amazing bands from New Mexico uh, here representing. We have Prison Bitch next, on there. Next Friday. Next mm. Friday is Prison Bitch. We've yeah. got uh, Byland. Who's going to be part of it as well? Slums of Harvard. Byland is kind of not. They're from here, but they're not from here. Yes, they're transplants. Yes, well, yes, but so they're I, listed. I'm a, I'm a, but they're I'm listed vote them as. Down. I'm just kidding. No, Byland's awesome. Kidding. I'm kidding. They're, but they're listed <laughs> as. Uh, they're listed as local. So, um, they're and, nice. and I've PB's met them. PB's listed as. Prison bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Is Are listed they? International. Yeah, they're one of their, their yeah. bigger touring ones. And that you know, because they're. Former Red Light Camera member, uh, Chris yes. Walsh. Mr. Chris Walsh. Yeah, because yeah, they technically, I mean, they're from here, but I don't know if you'd say they're based here anymore. Because everything, no, because no, everything they do is outside of New right. Mexico. I don't think they're really based here anymore. Yeah. But they, like, I mean, but we love. Of course. You know, oh, and super, super stoked to have I, them. I'm going to go. Are you going to go? I, I'm getting married. No, oh, that's right. <laughs> See, I, I, get to, I, think I have other things. I, I get to go to prison, bitch, because some of us weren't invited to the wedding. <laughs> 
You knew that was coming. Listen, I know. You knew <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew. Chris was even like, he's like, I have a suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. And I, I understand you have a large family. I do, I do. But we are having our Thursday event where we're we're going to meet up at the sawmill. So, Aww. like, friends and family who we love and would like to be there. And maybe any of you listening <laughs> like to come <laughs> to celebrate our wedding. <laughs> We'll see. Be careful, Amanda. You're going to get like all kinds of people show up at Sawmill. Oh, man. Uh, when is this? When is that? And then next Thursday. Next Thursday? Oh, you're having a party next Thursday? Mm-hmm. All right. I guess I'll go. I do like parties. Cool. I'll come. Cool. I'll Look, Chris, if you've never planned a wedding, okay? No. Oh, my I, gosh. I totally get it. Well, and the thing is, is that so, so the thing planning your wedding, yes. right? You make your list. You make your first list of everyone that you want. Yeah. Right? And I had like 600 people. Oh, my gravy. <laughs> yeah. And then you learn how much that costs. Oh, and that's... you're like, oh, never mind. 600 people would be like $40,000 or something. <laughs> Dude, and if I was a rich oil baby from Texas, right. maybe. I know that because I had a friend who married this woman and she had saved mm-hmm. from oh. when she was a young child for her wedding. She saved twenty five grand <gasps> for wow. her wedding in Los Alamos. And I mean, it was like 250 people. So having like 600, it would be like, yeah, like 40, 50,000. Oh, easy. dude. Yeah. I mean, and the wedding industry is oh, yeah. so crazy. Like I'm ordering linens, mm-hmm. you order linens, like tablecloths and napkins and things. You order them as a normal human. They're one price. You order them yeah. and say, I'm getting them for my wedding. It's like 20 extra dollars. Hey, I just go Perfect. down to the Dollar General. <laughs> <laughs> and get it all for like $20. Uh, like, <laughs> this is my tablecloth. <laughs> hey, guys, having a wedding. Hope y'all like camping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. please know I love you. I know. <laughs> know that I love you. I know. <laughs> That's how Chris shows his affection, I though. I got to give you shit. I know. It's so funny because oh, the yeah. first year or two that I was on the show, people were like, do you and Chris like each other? And I was like, yeah, we're like really good friends. Mm-hmm. We just talk shit to each other. Yeah. That's how mm-hmm. we. That's the only way I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm all, this is how I love you. I, say <laughs> mean things to you. I do want to say something that happened to me last night. It was quite hilarious. <laughs> Side note. I'm at Echoes and I want to say, I want to, I want to apologize to Echoes. That place I went last night, they have, they have upgraded. They, they bought a PA. They have a mixer now. They have sound dampening, and it sounded great in there last night. Mm-hmm. That that I'll give you know that was it was fun. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the guys in one of the band, or he was he's in a band called Dimer. You ever heard of that band? Mm. Anyway, he he's there, and I saw him right away because he had on white glasses. <laughs> and you know what he you know what he did you know what he did huh. he came up to me and he apologized. <gasps> did he? Wearing, and he goes, he goes, I know it's a real big faux pas to oh, wear stop. white glasses in Albuquerque. Stop. And he goes, I apologize. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's fine. And it's on my story right now on Instagram. Me and this guy. And uh, it was the cutest thing because he was so nice about it. And he's like, I know it's really not. It's, oh, my it's, God. It's, That's adorable. And I was like, it's like, because I make a, a joke, you know, it, it's a joke to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I talk shit about it and I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> And I mean, Barney wears them on purpose. Oh, thank you. Just, just to poke at you. There you go. Just to poke at you. I said it on this show and people said I was full of shit. I told them. Because like last year at New Mexico Brewfest, Barney Lopez is on stage, sees me, pull, like playing bass, 
pulls him out of his pocket, puts him on his forehead, points at me, and he goes, Boop, and pops him down. And I'm like, you son of a bitch, Barney. And it was funny. It was really funny. And someone's like, I think you're thinking too much of yourself. I was like, no, that really happened. No, no. There are many an inside joke. Oh, yeah. Here in like the Albuquerque location. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you brought up the white glasses because yes. it definitely is one. I went and bought a pair. Oh, no shit. I am. We're just going to mob you one Oh, day. my God. It's going to be amazing. I mean, you, know, you know who excited. did it to me at a um, Get Action? You remember the band Get Action? Yes. Um, there's a great, I have like their 45 over there. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, Tendrick Minimum sucks. Get Action. Uh, written on it. <laughs> anyway, uh, one day I'm at their show. And uh, what's his name? That's Bill, who's the lead singer of Get Action. He's like, is Chris Burnett in the audience? And he pulls out the white glasses. Because people don't really understand when you're on stage, you just cannot see people. Yeah. It's it's not a thing. It's not a thing. Like, (laughs) people are like, I hope they see me in the crowd. They don't see you in the crowd. (laughs) So he goes, is he in the crowd? And I, 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 like, lift my hand up. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty indistinguishable. Mm -hmm. I'm six foot two. And I'm a, you know, big fella. Uh And he, and so I went up, <laughs> sat on the stage, and he leaned down, and the people took pictures of us wearing the white glasses. Uh, I will say, there's like this line. So like, at at just just at Launchpad, I won't go into every venue, <laughs> but there's <laughs> yes, um, but there's a line where like the Launchpad, mm-hmm. you know, meets like the stage area, yeah. yeah, where that light stops, right? And I have very vivid memories of you. Oh right, like. And Barney he, says I have a silhouette. You do. You have a silhouette of like of your silhouette coming through. Right. Oh, you that know light what? space. You You're know? so right. I got to perform at Launchpad last year, this year, earlier this year. Yeah. We did like a earlier comedy thing. Yeah. And I was so stoked because I was like, I'm not like a rock star, so I don't get to do Launchpad. <laughs> and I was on stage, and it is true. I could pick Chris out. But nobody else. That's funny. And like being <laughs> on that stage, like Amanda's been on a bunch, but you get up on there and it, and it, it's almost like a wrestling ring. It vibrates. Like it, oh, it, yeah. it moves. It's one of my favorite stages for that reason. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. you almost kind of like. Oh, she said you were on there for one liner madness. One liner madness. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. That was a Kelly, most we fun love show. You. <laughs> um, but yeah, that stage, I mean, I, I feel like I grew up yeah. on Launchpad stage from like like baby band to like now and things. And I actually used to sneak in and like try to not sneak in, not sneak in, never sneak in Launchpad. Um, but like go in as helping people like bands load their equipment oh. and like 18 and under shows just hanging out in the back and well, just being like, hey, can I bring that inside for you? I'm glad hey, you said that. We have Joe Anderson up. right here in this room. To <laughs> <Yay>! come <back. laughs> you imagine that? Joe's like, for all those years you got in, now you're out. <laughs> Could you Brand, imagine? Band for life. <laughs> no, but like just just helping and 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 it is it it breathes. Yeah. With you, you know, which I don't know if it's the vibration of the bass or the vibration of the beers you had, but yeah. I get I've been I've been in uh, able to be up there a couple times and. I'm going to be up there in Night of Living Cover Band. Yeah, yar. What? Yeah, yar. What are you, are you going to sing? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> so have you ever nope. seen uh, the TV show for Tenacious D? Yes. I'm going to do the Paul F. Tompkins role. Oh. Uh, this next band asked me to read this card for you. Prepare to have your asses blown out. You know, and then oh. I'm going to do, I'm going to do like a bunch of the different 
intros that he did. I love that. You know, uh, this next this next band has asked me to read this. If you are ovulating, please step back from the stage because you will get pregnant. You know. I'm going to do that. Dude, are you- I love Night of the Living cover bands <laughs> yeah. for that reason because yeah. people get so into it. It's, it's such as they should. a show. It, as they should. How do you come and not? You know, how, who comes to land if Night of Living cover bands? I was like, I guess I'll play Weezer. What? <laughs> There's people that do it. Okay. So I've got, I've got to bring this up. This Uh-oh. has nothing to do with either of you here because it was, it's, it was me and Barney. So like me and Barney do the Night of Living cover bands last Friday mm-hmm. release thing. I have never gotten so much, uh, feedback from people, <laughs> good and bad, <laughs> of the things we said on that show. <laughs> All right, these are our opinions. This is a, a show. It's it's an entertain it's an entertainment show podcast. And take us with a grain of salt. Do whatever you want, you know. And it's like the weirder one was when people got mad. I didn't say anything. That's a crazy thing. Like, why didn't you say anything about us? You just kind of went over it. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll have to answer this. And some people I had big dialogues with mm-hmm. about last Friday's show. Mm-hmm. Really? It, yeah. And uh, people came up to me in public. <gasps> people what? messaged me on uh, – some people were like, I couldn't sleep the whole night after. I'm like, really? Friends of mine were like – there were even things that people said I said that we didn't even say. What? <laughs> Apparently, like, uh, someone went to Billy and said I said something about a band that he was in last year that, that I didn't even say. I was like, dude, Billy, I didn't even say that. Also, that show was so, like, bam, 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 yeah. bam. Like, it was so quick. Like, yeah. Oh, man. How are there – how did you have time to pick it apart? I didn't. And, like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, I heard you said that you were upset we didn't sing Particle Man for uh, uh, They Might Be Giants. So I was like, Billy, I didn't even remember you did that. Right. <laughs> so I sure as shit didn't. I said, what I did do is I said that you guys played all – you played Radiohead and you played none of the hits and you sang, you sang songs for, like, five people in a crowd of a sold-out venue. <laughs> I did say that. That because that was true. That was true. I'm sorry, true. Billy. We love you, but who picks radio side? Who picks Radiohead and picks the B side? Yeah. I mean, Amanda. Craig and his band picked Oasis, and they're not going to play Wonderwall. So Craig, Craig, and, and we and we, we tease because we love yeah. Craig Buchanan. You wouldn't have time to comment on every band and Nightline Cover bands. You wouldn't because there's a hundred and thirty-two bands. There's so many bands, and and there are bands. That are made for just that night. Oh, yeah. That people, like, they aren't mm-hmm. bands that play all right. through the year. Right. They're bands that play just for that night. So, yeah. Well, and the big thing, too, and I think the takeaway should be this. <laughs> there was, there's 132 bands signed up for Night of Living Cover Bands. 132. Barney dude. had to turn bands away. Yes. Barney asked bands and they turned him down. So, it's, it's safe to say... That there's 150 bands currently working in Albuquerque. I would say of the 150, 100 of those are solid bands. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you another city in these United States that has a music scene that healthy. Dude. And people need to realize it, and it needs to be known. Yes. And it needs to be recognized that we have a really amazing music scene in this town. Yes. And you guys are at the top. Uh, Prison Bitch, when they're in town, are at the top. And I went to Barney's. Uh, Barney did a, a, a birthday show on Tuesday, which mm-hmm. we're not there. 
I guess you don't like Barney anymore. <laughs> it, was, it was his birthday. I know it was his birthday. I know it was his birthday. And I had to work. I was like, oh, no, I'm the biggest asshole. <laughs> and I want people that watch the Netherlands cover bands and got upset with me. This is how I treat a man of a show. <laughs> yeah. show so. This is the only person in town who's allowed to talk to right. me. <laughs> no. So I go, to, I go to Barney's show. I go to Barney's show. And it's Barney and Chris and Ryan Shiroto mm-hmm. playing at La Chancla, which is a gym, a diamond oh, a in the rough. gem. And December's their last, their last, they'll be open. The, and no one's going to take it over. And they're not, the landlord's not going to allow it to be a venue anymore. So it's going to be done. So but shitty. I'm watching Barney and Chris play with Billy standing there. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Barney and Chris fanboyed about Billy. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I was looking at it. And Billy was standing outside the window watching him. And in my mind, I'm like, they're not the fanboys anymore. Mm. They're like they're the stars now. They're the oh. they're the show, and they're on stage like well in the you know in the room killing it you know, and it was really funny because that venue is really like an all ages venue, mm-hmm. and I'm with Chris Walsh, and we're watching like this these two like opener bands. Lechonka's not big, mm-hmm. and they're just like unloading like four different times. They like unloaded like. Big amps stacked on top of each other four different times. And I'm like, do they not know what size this room is? (laughs) And and, and Chris is like, he's like, I remember I used to do that. He's all, now I, uh," he's like, I just have the one little amp. I think we have one amp for the whole band. And I was like, cause you're, you're smart. You're like, I don't want to haul all that shit around. And, and like for the kids, the young kids, they're like, oh man, we have a gig. And they're just excited. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. they're excited. They have a gig, and and now's the chance to show off all your gear, right? Yeah, show off all the things you've been sitting with. Is and that yeah, what musicians do? They show well, off their gear. Yes. Well, I th- oh, yes. yes. Oh yes. Oh uh, yes. So there's there's oh, there's, there's two different things. There's your <laughs> there's your amps, and especially especially if you have some uh, tube amps. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then then there's the guitar player with the what do the guitar players show off? The guitar players show off their amps and their no, tubes. No. Pedal board. Oh, their pedal board. You, gotta, you know, people walk up and they're all like, I'm looking at your pedal board. And <laughs> they're like, they're like, that's. Because you got this pedal for yes, this and this yes. pedal for that. Look, Craig, See? Craig, pedal board. Craig is Bam. on it, man. It's I'm like, a singer. I'm yeah. a singer. You can't ask me what they show off. Oh, man. Yeah. Guitar I'm like players. their guitar. Oh, no. <laughs> well, the guitar, the guitar tells people what kind of, like, if they're. I do know they geek out about the amps. Oh, they do. They, it, dude. Yep. Guitar players are gearheads. Yep. One hundred percent. But but the pedal board is a big thing. Oh, it's yeah. like it's like the artistic expression of a guitar player. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, like, I'm a comedian. We show yeah. off mental illness and anxiety. <laughs> That's what we we literally oh. are like. What diagnoses do you have? Uh, Carlos Jose Rafael Garcia. Singers sometimes hey. get those vintage mics to show off. Oh, those uh, are that's cool. very true. Let, let's let's stop for a second. It's very uh, true, Carlos. I'm poor. Uh, um. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Carlos for a second. Carlos oh, is the, Carlos the tall is lead singer of uh, Youngsville. Mm-hmm. Who after this show, I'm going to go watch at Marvel because apparently it's 2015. Hey, <laughs> which I that's love. That's when we hey, right? we all played together, right? People um, play I'm, Marvel. I'm so happy. Yeah. Carlos is back. Me Man. too. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I think just such a great part of the music scene. And it's so weird because like people don't know who they are because the music scene has turned over mm-hmm. so much. Oh, it has. That like they're, they're having to like reestablish themselves. Not sl- slowly. It's happening pretty quickly because I mean, you know, they're, they're, 
First of all, they did the theme song to a, a podcast called Tendrick Minimal. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've heard it. <laughs> all about a Tendrick Minimal. Uh, based off the character of Chris Burnett. That's a little known fact. When you uh, see Chris at 12 o'clock, that's how he talks to you. Right. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, lad. All it takes is 10 drinks minimal. But um, I'm going to be there uh, tonight after this podcast. Yay. Youngsville's playing at the Marble Brewing Yay. downtown. So. Oh, fun anecdote. I did a show last night at Brew Lab. Kelly was there because Sarah was headlining, and that was, oh my gosh, it was a barn burner last night. But uh, somebody sang our theme song to me, and that was very strange. <laughs> that is very strange. <laughs> uh, oh, and Ordinary Things are playing yes! with Youngsville tonight, so that's Ooh. great. Oh. That's going to be sweet. Dude, that's a great show. I know. I guess that's, I'll go by myself. That's a show for my heart. I guess I'll go with you. I guess go I'll me? go with you. Are you going to go I with guess. me? I guess. Sweet. I guess I'll keep you company. Oh. I mean, if ordinary things are going to be there, I guess I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, awesome. man, that's so. Just a toot toot about our music scene again. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a toot toot our little horns because I'm very proud of us. Dude, we're kicking it. You know, I, I cannot. I think, pr- I, I think it's great how many bands we have. Yes. Also considering that, like, for a while, you know, like, Albuquerque, I think, kind of became a pass-through city yeah. for a lot of people, which made me really sad because we are right in the middle of all of it, you know? And we're such a great, easy spot to get to, you know, right. that we should have more people play here. But because – um I don't know. I'm just – I'm very – I'm very proud of our scene. I am like, too. And really – and really – it's not just the bands that are part of it, but right. everybody that comes and supports it because everybody who shows up and who goes to live music, mm-hmm. you know, and who goes to live shows because there was a huge part during the pandemic that like people were writing me and they're like, oh, my gosh, if I could pay anything to see you play, you know, I would I would do it, you know, and I'm like, all right, now next when music opens up come back and play come back and see us <laughs> then I expect to see you. They're talking about how you uh, have a fan. On stage that blows your hair? Oh, I do. I do. Oh. I have a fan. Uh, well, let's talk about the second hour. I think we have a bathroom situation. Yes. That's going on. Oh, yes. Uh, Should we talk about the second half? What's that? The fan? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We Are, totally can. Okay. Uh, so people can go. They can download the very local app. Yes. Download the very local app. Mm-hmm. It's available on your iPhone or your tablet and any Amazon Fire and Roku streaming services. You can put it right onto your TV. It is free. So that means it costs you nothing. Yeah, let's get a second season. So yeah, yeah, just play so, in the background. So some, okay. other, some other local people can be on that show. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Chris Burnett and I will walk around Dang. and go to, hey, maybe El you Modelo? could go to Dry Heat. Oh, I love El Modelo. I know you love El Modelo. I do. I, I, we didn't go to El Modelo. Oh, man. Because I know you love El Modelo. Or, or Barilla's Coffee House. So oh, I didn't want yeah. people to know about I'm not, I shouldn't be saying these names on the show. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> I know. Gonna, are, I'm going to get whacked. There are certain spots heat? I was like, like we could go there, but... <laughs> <laughs> what about Dry Heat Comedy Club? We, dry Heat was on my list. Good idea. Yes. yes, Dry Heat was on my list. I think Kelly can chime in. We actually talked to Dry Heat. Okay. Ah. Yes, I would love to make a comedy scene episode happen. <gasps> Maybe you'd be the guest. There you go. Oh, yeah. I would love that. We're going to go ahead and sign the paperwork after the <laughs> no, show. Just sign it. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> like whether very local ones that are not, we're doing a second season. So yeah, we're just gonna make it. <laughs> we could make it. Uh, we have the technology; it's there. Um, what else you got going on? Um. So. Oh, and and to tell everybody, we're just taking a break. We'll be back yes, in a little while. We're taking a quick break. 
we're just gonna I'm just plugging a few things of where you can see yeah. me. Thank thankful for friends who let me come on to their shows. Oh, oh let uh, you mean you mean friends that 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 make a special show for you. <laughs> make a special show. For I did it for for on. two of you, you and Barney. Yes, because you guys are special. And I was like, I will do special shows for you guys because we have love. We have love. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Red Light Cameras has new music coming out. Uh, whoa! I know, and we'll talk. I'm going to tease that now, okay. and we'll talk about that. In yeah, the we're going to get into hour. some Red Light Camera stuff in the second yeah. hour. So I know we've been talking about my other life, not my <laughs> your your new more famous life. Holly, uh, what you got going on? Oh, I have a ton going on because okay. Funny Fiesta is happening the 21st through the 24th. I hope I got that right. Kelly, correct me if I got it wrong. Oh, you got but it right. Yeah. I will be hosting on Friday at Dry Heat for the Super Sack Show. I will be on the stu- Super Sack Show on Saturday. And on Saturday at 1 p.m., I will be part of Riffapalooza, which is super, super fun. Um, and then on October 27th uh, is Night of the Living Cover Comics. Ooh. And I'm going to tease for the second hour. I'm going to share what I'm going to be mm-hmm. and a couple of really great people that we have Nice. on. It'll be fun. But all the money goes to charity <laughs> and suicide awareness. So nice. Yay. please come to that. Uh, yes, important things, too. I have. Um, we have New Mexico Brew Fest on October 14th. Uh, we are going to be doing a live show. From New Mexico Brewfest. We will also be giving, in the coming weeks, we will be giving away 10 tickets to New Mexico Brewfest. Uh, those are not cheap. So that's uh, coming up. That's going to be great. Uh, God, uh, October Fiesta at Santa Fe Brewing. I want to say September 30th. Yeah. I am hosting um, one of my favorite things on the planet to do. Mm-hmm. And I th- September 14th is... Uh, Duke City Championship Wrestling. Heck yes. As cryptic as I can be, this next one is very important. Yes. If you're a fan of me, it's going to be kind of important. So get out if you haven't. So check that out. And with that, uh, we are. We are 10, ten drink, drink minimum. minimum. And we'll be right back. Oh, man. We're back. It is the Billy Slash Wavy Hour. We are back. Oh man! Uh, from the television, the hit television program, Absolutely Al- Albuquerque. We have uh, Amanda Michonne on. Uh, Holly Ann is here with us. I'm on this also here. Special Friday night, and we have a in studio uh, fan here. Oh, she's oh, hiding. Where's she? she is- Where's she? She's yeah. right there. Hello, <laughs> Danny, Danny. In the do. studio, yeah. <laughs> audience, audience. <laughs> Dare I say the cutest audience we've ever had? Right. Yes. Yeah. So cute. Yeah. She's my biggest fan. That's my biggest fan there. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I don't remember. I haven't Welcome taken back. her to comedy yet. Uh, <laughs> she asked that. I love that. She goes, before the show, she goes, Holly Ann, can you do comedy for me at the house? <laughs> and, and at first, you, you didn't hear the house part. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're like, no. And I was like, you're, <laughs> not you're, you're not, you're not old enough. And then, and then she says, oh, and I was like, I think she said at the house. And I was like, you need to roast her like stuffed animals. Uh, Peter, Peter the giraffe oh is my here. Gosh, yes. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> and then purple pig just sitting over there, always taking up space uh, uh, with his face. Oh, the one I would roast is Pickley the penguin. <gasps> he and I have a 
Uh-oh. Sorted pest. Oh, Piggly. Oh. Piggly tries to steal me from Hamster all the time. Yeah. Uh, Craig oh. Buchanan says, dig in the strong female presence of Zawinski. Yes. 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 Um, yes. <laughs> Arellis and I are now best friends. Nice. And it's, it's funny. It's awesome. Cool. Oh, what a good friend to have. It, oh, and it's funny so he says that because like, I just watched Vice does like these dark side of the blank. <laughs> and they did one of the 90s, which was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now they have the 2000s. So one of them is like one of the episodes, and I just watched it today, was the dude magazines, like yes. the FHM yes. and Maxim mm-hmm. and all that, and how shitty they were and misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the one about uh, uh, John and Kate plus eight? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> but I did watch the one about TRL. Oh, oh, I haven't watched that one yet. And I watched the it, John and Kate one. Dude, I lived through TRL. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, oh. You're okay. It's okay. Yeah, you can't pet the dog. <laughs> she doesn't like it. Um, uh, but the TRL one was pretty pretty f- interesting. I don't yeah. know if I want to watch it. That was like it, it doesn't ruin my anything childhood. For you. Oh, okay. It, 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 what I mean, that's the thing. It's like it, it starts out like how it began. Like it was it was like not even called TRL Live or you know Total Request Live. It was like what was it called MTV like. It was like MTV hits or like MTV like and and he was on K Rock yeah and they hired him to be the VJ Carson Daly yeah and they didn't even have an audience Mm -mm. and then like for some reason they were like oh let's have a guest in the studio and then people showed up outside like twenty people and they were like oh wow we could use Times Square as like this thing and it was kind of crazy but then like there was two of the VJs one of them was like this like I can't think of her name. You guys watched it. I, I, it was um, a little after my time. I mean, Carson was the consistent. Right. But there was and yeah. then Jenny McCarthy was on it for... Yeah. yeah. But there was a lady I mean, who was always out on the street. Oh. And she was talking about all the stalkers she got. <laughs> on the street. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't remember. I love those dark side of the whatevers. And I'm always like, ooh. There's <laughs> the, they did the Viper Room one. I was like, whoa. Oh. And the guy from uh, uh, Counting Crows would like bartend. What? What? There. At the Viper Room? Yeah, because uh, he would be like bartending like a closed like thing for like everybody who in Hollywood. Dude, I have to say, yeah, I saw Counting Crows, and it's one of the worst shows I've seen <gasps> in my life. No, I will say it. <laughs> ladies of the street represent. I will do- <laughs> ladies of the street, mistresses of the dark <laughs> night. So, um, sorry, Craig no. and I could get like into. <laughs> Oh, that was Simo. That was Simo. <gasps> that was Simo. Yeah. My Simo. Simo. <laughs> and this Morales. Um, the uh, what was I saying? I'm distracted. We t- started talking about Simo, and then mm-hmm. I just started her be- seeing her beautifulness. Oh yeah. And I get so distracted thinking about Simo. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> no, seriously, what were we talking? About? I, I don't <laughs> we were talking. Uh, you saw the Counting Crows. Oh, yeah. Counting Crows, worst show I've ever seen. And really. <laughs> Dude, no. they were bad. Like, they were bad. Like, I think, okay. Okay. I think that as musicians, you know, you kind of get, you you have your hits, yeah. right? That everybody likes. And then you have the songs that are for you very okay. much, right? As you get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep. I'm sure, you know, it's harder because you play Here Comes the Sun 90,000 times, oh, right. Beatles, right? Like you, uh, you Smells play, Like Teen Spirit. Smells Like Teen Spirit. Right. Yeah. Mr. Jones and Me. You play them over and over and over and over again, and I understand. But so that's your job at that point. But that is your job. Brought you to the show. And that's what people paid to see. Thank you. I appreciate that's everything you're saying right now. That's what people paid to yeah. see. Because this like, pisses me off. Be- and, and 
there can be you can you can I'm not saying you can't have it. Mm-hmm. There can be a moment. <laughs> Craig says Wonderwall. Where <laughs> <laughs> he beat us to it. He beat yes, us to it. Yes. Um, <laughs> where there's there's a moment, you mm-hmm. know, where you can have your you can have your solo. Yeah. I mean, Grateful Dead is a whole <laughs> contribution to people Jesus. who are yeah. committed to those solos that aren't even done by him anymore. It's all people covering him. Right. And they're still doing it and loving it. So there's a time and place for all of that. But if people are paying to see your hits, yeah. you have to play your hits. I went and saw Counting Crows and they played one song. That's bullshit. That everyone knew. And no. that was and and they have so many hits. They have so many hits. And and it wasn't even it was like December that they played. Yeah. That I was like if you didn't see 10 things I hate about you, you don't know. It. Right. Yeah. But well, in, in, the, in like, I feel like here's the problem that, that bands get is like, you don't have to play it like, like it's on the album. Mm-hmm. You can do an acoustic version. You can do, I've seen a lot of bands come out. The other thing I do, there's, there's the thing I don't like as well. Uh, same crap in Taos. Wallflowers played, pulled, no, they didn't. Wallflowers played all their hits. I was there. <laughs> I, have t- I have tickets to the Wallflowers. Tay Tay, at- like Taylor Swift. Oh, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Chris. But the other, the other one I don't <laughs> like either is like when they do play the hit and they just let the audience sing it. Yeah. Like I didn't come here to hear Johnny, the mechanic <laughs> over here, sing terribly. Uh, you know, whatever song. Mm-hmm. I didn't come here for that. I hear you know, but like I also dig. So there's a band called Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. I've seen Roger Klein, the Peacemaker, seven times. They did the theme song to King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a song called Banditos. And they have this They have this really – they're like one of the largest independent bands in the world. They put out their own records. They make – you know, they always open at the – they always play at the um, Diamondback Games. Like, huge. Anyway, the last time they were here, um, most of the band got COVID. Mm. Except for Roger Klein and the bass player. And they're like, we're going to go on tonight. It's just going to be the two of us. And we're going to do a different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so many people before the show were like, this sucks. <laughs> and I was what? like, what sucks about it? And they're like, well, the whole band's not going to be here. And I'm like, and, and I'd ask them, how many times have you seen the whole band? Five times. Well, you know what you're not seeing? What's going to happen tonight? Right. Yeah. And Roger Klein and the bass player went out, played all the hits, got fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the bass player fell off the stage. <laughs> the crowd caught him. Pushed him back up on stage, <laughs> and he apologized for having to that they had to do that afterwards. And it was so fun, and everything yes. was acoustic, and it was just different. See, moment that's live music, exactly. And do exactly. it, have fun, change it up. You're an artist, change mm-hmm. it up, have fun, make it different. Well, and the reason you go to shows, mm-hmm. the reason you go to live shows, is to be part of that moment. Mm-hmm. Right is to be part of a moment that you that nobody else gets to see. Right, because we see the YouTube, we can right. see the video relived over and over yep. and over again. But when you go to a live show, live lives and dies. Yeah, right. Like I'm a theater kid, yeah. so that's and that's what I loved was that like every show was different and it it would live and die. Right, you know, mm-hmm. and you got a chance to to redo it again. Um. Why wouldn't you want to be part of something yes. as special as that? Like when you're Why like, wouldn't you? You're like, I went and saw this band uh, in in Albuquerque, and like they did this, and mm-hmm. people are like, crap, I was in another city, and I didn't see that, and they're like, yep. Mm-hmm. I saw Saint Vincent in at Santa Fe Opera, mm-hmm. and 
they came and did an acoustic oh, wow. set, actually. Sweet. Which is so – I mean, they do – St. Vincent does like these amazing, elaborate, like big light production shows, you know? So to see them in this very intimate right. setting where it really was just, I don't, if you have a chance to go to the Santa Fe Opera to see oh, anything, uh, to best, see anything, best, amazing. best acoustics you'll ever hear in your life. Ever. Sang on that stage. Ever. Did you? I sure did. That is a bucket list moment of my And I did. <laughs> do you want to know do you want to know that story? Yes, tell me. So, uh, I have a friend who was in a in a little band called The Shins. And uh the day they played Santa Fe Opera, that morning he hits me up and he goes, uh, "Do you want to go to The Shins in Santa Fe tonight?" And I said, uh, "Of course I do." Cuz I know like we're going to not only mm-hmm. get in, we're going to get in backstage, we're mm-hmm. going to be doing everything. So we get there, we get the envelope, and it has, you know, our seats, and then it has backstage wristbands. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna truncate the story because there's some some personal things that happen that I don't want to that that aren't mine. I'm not allowed to tell those. So we we go get beers. Well, at Santa at the at the opera, you're not allowed to drink at your seat. Mm-hmm. You have to stand over to the side, mm-hmm. and we're standing over on the side. And he's like, "This is bullshit. We can't sit at our seats." And I go. Well, we have backstage passes. I bet we can drink backstage. And he goes, you think? And I go, absolutely. And you know me. I walk right over to the guy that's like guarding the backstage door. And he goes, whoa, whoa. And I show him the the, the, the wristband. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I go, can we drink back there? And he goes, yeah. So we, <laughs> so we, I don't even know where our seats were. Mm-hmm. Never saw him. Went backstage, stood on the side of the stage, 15 feet from the drummer and watched the entire concert. <sighs> right? Party afterwards, in the back, we ended up shotgunning beers with the band. It's three in the morning. We go to leave. Mm-hmm. There's no one there. And everyone walks out of the backstage area, and they turn left to walk back behind the stage. And I'm like, where are you guys going? They're like, we're going to walk around. I was like, I'm not walking around. I'm walking across. <laughs> and I walk out on the stage at the Santa Fe Opera, and I stop. And I go... Figaro, as loud as I can do it, and it sounds amazing. I sing that whole like Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. Figaro, Figaro. You know. And you didn't even need a mic. I you do not need no. a microphone. That wow. space it is, is built. Fantastic. It's beautiful. It's built the yeah. way that the stage so the stage opens up to the back mountains. Yep. Uh, too, so you not only have like your wind, but like yeah. the wind of the mountain I, uh, gods helping you. And, like, and, and someone's like, beautiful. "I can't believe I can't believe you did that." You got in a lot of trouble. I was like, "Hey, I'd have gotten trouble afterwards, but I got to do it." Hey, and I did it, dude. Ask for ask mm-hmm. for forgiveness, not for permission. that's right. So <laughs> speaking of music, I like that. My big thing recently now is like this big introspective and in, like the artist and like why mm-hmm. the artist and why. Artist and why? So when you were young, who were you like? Who was the who was the thing that you? What was the thing you were like? Ooh, I want to do this. Um, I had a couple. I had a couple to be okay. honest. Um, a a big one for me was uh, Gwen Stefani. Okay. Ooh. Um, I remember my first time seeing her on MTV. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was pretty jazzed about that. I remember Melissa Etheridge. Okay. Oh, good one. I. Too. I remember being at a uh, breakfast spot, actually, with my mom, and Melissa Etheridge came on the show. Oh. I came on the – not 
oh walk, my gosh, walked if in. She was in there. <laughs> she saw um, Amanda come to my window. But I was like, I was like, oh, I love this song. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Melissa Etheridge is really great. I I grew up on a lot of like older female musicians as well. Like, um, I guess classic is classic is the better word. Like Dolly Parton. Oh yeah. Um, Aretha Franklin, Bonnie Raitt. Um, Dolly, I, I feel like Dolly Parton was that person that, like, as a kid, mm-hmm. we we took we took like for granted. Oh, Dude, I didn't. I, I think, went. Oh. I went to Dollywood. Oh man! On I, a family vacation, I got to hug her because she actually you like hugged walked her. Around. I hugged her. See, now I'm I'm fangirling. I'm like, whoa! I hugged her. So we were in oh, Dollywood. These My arms mom touched Dolly. <laughs> I got to touch Dolly. <laughs> uh, I, we were like walking around Dollywood and she was there that day because she like actually takes like a really big part. <laughs> She's like working the popcorn stand. <laughs> no, she, mop, no. Mopping. She's like, I'll do my part here. It's my yeah. job and I'm going to be part of it. I mean, I will say she probably would if they were like short staffed. You know she would. <laughs> she's, oh, all work, she's all working the fryer. She's like, sweet, don't matter that I got nails on here. I'm going to come in here and my <laughs> She's so cute. Dude, she is. I've, yeah. I was probably like, Danny's age. Mm-hmm. I was probably like seven or eight or something. Mm-hmm. And we were walking around and <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. Wow. Wow. She wow. was working nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Sorry. I, was, the, I mean, it was okay. Uh but so my mom and grandma did not notice that Dolly was in our presence. Wow. Because they were fighting. I remember that. And I walked away from them and just walked up to Dolly Parton and was like, I love you so much. Because I loved Steel Magnolias. That was oh, like, yeah. I was a weird yeah. kid, okay? But no, that's a classic. You it's a weird. classic. It's a classic. And uh, she was like, well, you know what? I love you. Aww. And I was like, oh, my God. And she goes, would you like a hug? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and she smells amazing. <laughs> By the way, Simo <laughs> says, "I'm oh my god, it's so hard." Oh my god, it's so hard. It's probably the most amazing moment of my life. But it, when I was that age, I like was excited to meet her. But I just thought everybody who goes to Dollywood gets to hug Dolly Parton. <laughs> so I was just like, it was it wasn't that. <laughs> She's special. just at the gate. She is she is the godmother of Miley she Cyrus, is. actually. Uh, she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen that concert footage where she's like up on stage talking and? Some guy goes, Dolly, I love you. She goes, I love you too. And I thought I said, stay in the trunk. <laughs> I, I like, love her. Dude, she's, she's quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's smart. Yeah. She is smart as a whip. And you think about her also just as a pioneer for women in music. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the things that was really inspiring to me was that like she, especially in country music, I feel like. I mean, I think all elements of the music industry are very interesting. Yeah. But I think in country music too, like especially women have this sense of like, you know, it's a man's game and like right. you're you're all gonna be Patsy well, Klein and, and just she sit was, back and And she was with Porter Tammy Wagner. Wynette. Porter for Wagner. A long time. Yes. And he kind of controlled her career. He did. And mm-hmm. she it took a lot for her to break away. She had to buy him out. Yeah. She he actually yeah. still owns the rights to well, um whoever's his family, yeah. Who, yeah, well, yeah, whoever's his family, but yeah. he his family owns the rights to uh, I Will Always Love You. And I don't know if this is true, but according to, you know, the internet, <laughs> she wrote Jolene mm-hmm. and I Will Always Love You in the same day. Yes. 
Like, what in the fuck? Mm-hmm. I know, <laughs> like, right? You're just going to lay both of those down in the same, like, just, I'm just going to write that out real quick. Like that. Hey. Gee, we you know. She's amazing. A, a cheating, dirty man's good inspiration. Oh, someone <laughs> yeah. just uh, Craig. Craig just totally wrote that in the chat. Yeah, it, bam. It? So yeah, all right. So it's so it's Mad so, so it's yeah. official now. Yeah. Well, and her whole uh-huh. nine to five. Yep. They were on set for nine to five, and they asked her to be part of that movie, and that wasn't even part of the the song wasn't part of the movie. Oh, I didn't know. She, that. No, so she wrote it on set, and she wrote it with her nails, and she yeah. went up to. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, Oh gosh, I don't remember who she went up to, but she was like, "Hey, doesn't this ding 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 ding?" Oh yeah, ding 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 Nine to five, mm-hmm. and then the best little whorehouse in Texas. <gasps> Dude, the yes. best little whorehouse in te- two two Dolly Parton yeah. movies, two Dolly Parton movies, which I don't think people knew. So a lot of people think uh, "I Will Always Love You." You immediately think of Whitney Houston, right? But Dolly Parton wrote it, right? Yeah. You know, and she actually wrote it for that movie. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Well, know I mean, that. no, it was used in that movie. I thought she wrote it for like, Porter she, Wagner. She did. She wrote it for Porter Wagner, yeah. but they used it in that movie. But she like. But I'm saying she was the first one. And he's like the – if people who don't know who Porter Wagner is, Porter Wagner was the king of the nudie suit. Mm-hmm. And when I say yeah. nudie, I don't mean like naked. <laughs> Go Google Porter Wagner and you will – in any any picture you see of Porter Wagner, you will see him in a nudie suit. He does not not have there – there's going to – like you're not going to see him in like a t-shirt and jeans. Like mm-hmm. I can guarantee it. Watch. Let's pull it up. Do you know what a nudie suit is? You I do. Mean, I think everyone needs to know. Yes. If you don't, you're. You, I guarantee you do. It's just you didn't understand. And it was this person, and I think their name was Nudie, and they made these suits. And it was like, if you were a country artist and you made it, you could afford to buy a Nudie suit. Um, oh, God, I forgot how terrible his hair was. Oh, yeah. See, that's a, <laughs> nu- that's a Nudie suit. Mm-hmm. That's a Nudie suit. Uh, that's so you think a nudie, nudie suit. like N U D I E. Uh-uh. Like he's nudie. And, but see, like every one of them, like mm-hmm. everything he's in, he's has one on. And doesn't he just look like a creep? Oh yeah, and they cost like thousands of dollars. <laughs> look how beautiful and um, radiant she is, Grand Parsons, right there in her little fifties. And he just doesn't he look like he's gonna put someone in a basement? And Grand Parsons, <laughs> when he made it, like the biggest thing he wanted to do is he wanted to have a nudie suit, and so his because they're designed specially for you. And his has, well, you'll see. Grant Parsons' nudie suit is flurs. There you go. His has like pot leaves on it. <laughs> oh. So there, it, it, it was a big country thing in the seventies and sixties and seventies. So yeah, Porter Wagner was like he was like the guy that kind of like made it famous, but it was a, des- a designer. So yeah, <laughs> so Craig, Craig, Grant Parsons. Craig yeah. and I are on the same wake. Guys, wave I'm wave. in my nudie suit right now. <laughs> right. I want Hamster to have one made. Oh, man. Hey, Topo like, Chico. Oh. It could just be like a bunch of beer. That would be perfect. Oh, man. See? And some hamsters. I would love to have one. I mean, I think it would be cool. So when it, when it, when it comes to show business, mm-hmm. I met, like, I've met a lot of different, like, people who were, you know, at Comic-Cons and whatnot. There's no human being... That comes close to the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, who was a wrestling uh, manager for 
decades. Mm-hmm. And he was also a musician. He wrote the song. Uh, he was in the band The Gentries, uh, I Keep On Dancing. I keep on dancing now. And like, so we meet this guy, right? And I've dealt with a lot of people at Comic-Cons. No one was more professional. No one was more uh, fan-friendly than the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. He let us put our wrestling poster next to his booth. Whenever we go over, he was he's 80, uh, 80-something years old, and 70, or like 78 years old. He's like, you know, he's close to 80. He walks over to the table that we have set up for the fans to watch, and he's like, we're like, we're going to sit here. And he goes, oh, I don't need to sit down. And he stands up the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes through his whole career on his own. He doesn't even let us talk at all. He just starts talking, and he goes through his whole career. Then he goes... Well, that's about my career, and he talks about how he, you know he, you know how he got into wrestling from because they they he went to high school with this wrestler guy, and the guy was like, "Help us, come help us with the music," and he was the guy who wrote a lot of the professional wrestlers' music, the most famous, like almost a lot, like, like the intros and yep. like where people come into the Thunderdome, like uh, Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid theme song, all these things. What? So anyway, he gets done, and he goes, uh, I want to kick it over to my two friends over here. And he points at me and my friend Fred and he goes, they're my tag team. I call them the, I call them the U-Haul boys because they keep it moving. And uh, he goes, they're going to, they're going to ask me some questions. Well, someone asks him, why do you always wear such colorful like suits? And he goes, well, I get that from when I toured with Steppenwolf, uh, the Rolling Stones and Dick Clark. He goes, uh, he goes, Steppenwolf, the Rolling Stones, Dick Clark, Dick Clark. Dick Clark tells him, he's like, uh, he, he, he's talking to Dick Clark and he's like, you know, the gentries will come out and play and they just like dress in their street clothes. And Dick Clark's like, uh, you should really, you know, dress up for the shows. And he goes, he goes, yeah. And he goes, cause if you look like the audience, pretty soon you'll be in the audience. And I was like, dude. Oh. Wow. I feel like I should take off my jumper. <laughs> I feel like no. I, that we just hit match so today. Uh, I almost wore the same jumper yeah. today. Yeah, but isn't that coach. isn't that kind of crazy? Like you're yeah. like, I mean, that's show business. Yeah, it's show business. I feel it's like a, that's who, true though. Who said yeah. dress dress for the job you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. He's like, if you dress like the audience, pretty soon you'll mm-hmm. be. That's what Dick Clark told him. Dang! Can you imagine like you were like this guy who's like in Albuquerque for like a comic con was on stage with Steppenwolf and the Rollings. Oh, I'm sorry, Steppenwolf and the Beach Boys. Oh. Even even for me, bigger. Like people love the Rolling Stones, but yeah. These. But like, you're over here just chatting it up with Dick Clark, who's an icon. Uh huh. You know, and Dick Clark's like just fucking handing out some advice. I, I would be- take Dick Clark's advice. Shit, yes. like you know, like I was like, and that, I'll tell you this: I have his picture of their autograph, and like I went from like I thought Jimmy Hart was really, and like it was so funny. I met him, and I was like, you know, when I was a little kid, I hated you, and he goes, and then I was doing my job. <laughs> And he he right away knew, man. He was so awesome, yeah, to be around and like just to soak in his essence was amazing. If that makes any sense, yeah. And it's like from now on, that's like how I want to be. I want to be like you know what I I I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that old school, but still, it 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 makes sense. Mm-hmm. Dolly Parton, like you wouldn't see Dolly Parton on stage in some sweats or something. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not, absolutely not. She says, "Uh, it costs a lot to look this cheap." Right, yeah, right. 
<laughs> I I take a lot of fashion tips from Dolly Parton. Not so much anymore, but when I first started comedy, mm-hmm. my boobs were always high. My hair was higher. Because yeah. higher the hair, the closer to God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I love this the, the phrase. It's really interesting because like everywhere I go, I've been seeing Dolly Parton shirts. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And She's having like a research. Yes. Because I think she is such a like icon for women just mm-hmm. as yes. like not even just women in the music industry but just like i i was in i was in a tough relationship right. with a difficult man yep and i worked my way out yeah and now i own a part of it <laughs> and i'm here well, she opened a theme park to yes. save the area of tennessee that she grew up in yeah. yes like what? Yes. She's amazing. She's amazing. Well, and it's that standing on the shoulders of giants. Mm-hmm. And you come back to that so much. So, like, when you were a kid, you were watching Dolly. So, like, when was, like when did you decide, like, like when did, did you do karaoke? Did you? So, I actually have I actually have a really good karaoke story. And I hope okay. my mommy is still listening because. Right. Um, so, I actually got all of my nighttime driving hours mm-hmm. by going to karaoke with my mom Aww. and her oh, friends, wow. and I would drive them. Oh, so but I would I would get to sing. So the bars in the mountains. If you were with your parent, mm-hmm. you know you got to stay till midnight, right. right? Which is also why I got to play with my first band, which was my old man band, my wrestling with Jimmy band, and uh, okay, who was. All of my friends' dads from high school. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love that. I played at a – I sang at a, a talent show and they were like, do you want to come sing a couple songs with us? And and I went and I did and I, that's who I learned how to be. How hard was the first one? The first song? No, the first gig. The first gig? Yeah. Um. Oh, my gosh. It was it was wild because I also was uh, – I was 16, 15. Yeah. 15, 16, I think. And uh, I remember walking in and they were like, they called me up on stage and I felt so, hey, yes, I sang Whiskey by, uh, I sang Poor Me by Trick Pony was my song. Oh, wow. And it's pour me, pour me another shot of whiskey. (laughs) Um, But so, yes, I I love me some karaoke. But um, yeah, growing up with that band, they taught me that first gig was wild because I remember showing up and like my family was there, of course, and like super supportive. And then, but being in a bar with a bunch of people <laughs> and all of these like older, this older crowd kind of like turning to me and being like, Oh, who's actually singing? Who's, wow. Oh, okay, cool, cool. She can hang and she's was got it, chops. It wasn't intimidating to you. I no. Really? Wow. I feel I'm I I feel oddly very at home on stage. Okay. Like for me, it's I would rather I'm, I'm the same. I way. would rather be on stage yeah. than like walk into a room of people that I like yeah. don't know. You same. know, I would I would rather I mean at least I mean I walk into a room of like three hundred people I don't know. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. not, <laughs> not like three people that I have to have a conversation with. Yeah. Like I was the kid who I would rather give an oral presentation mm-hmm. than write a paper. Yes. Oh. I'm the same guy. You know? I'm the same kid. Yeah. I cuz cuz I can stand up in front of you and I can tell you all the things. Yeah. But I it it wasn't it honestly was one of the first times I felt right as a teenager. I had when I was in mm-hmm. when I was in college I didn't, you know, 
go to college a lot. But um, I had a friend who taught public speaking because I, you know, it was like the fourth or sixth year I was in college. And she goes, uh, she told me and my friend, she goes, will you sign up for my class Mm -hmm. so that I can have people show, show what, what you're supposed to do. And like, I didn't go very often, but then I remember I would go and they'd be like, well, we have to do the extemporaneous speeches and you, you just pull a topic out of the hat. And then you have like this amount of time to prepare for it, and then you get up, and I would just smoke fools, you know. <laughs> and I would just get up there and just boom, 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 mm-hmm. and it was crazy. Like it was so weird. And uh, I, I think I, I went maybe like when the speeches were being done. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to like the regular class. I think I still got a B, <laughs> you know. It, it was one of those things because I could just go in, get in front of the mm-hmm. and like I, you know, and it's in. I tried to explain this to someone. I was like. People say being on stage in front of an audience is like scarier than dying, mm-hmm. but it isn't for some people. And like you, it's not me. It's not Holly Ann. Probably was well, but not anymore. So I'm a little different than you two. <laughs> I was the most shy kid ever. I used to fail classes because turning papers in, like walking to the front of the class and putting my wow. paper in. <gasps> Scared me. Like, I did by assignment. Oh, my sweet. I was so petrified. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, when you got new clothes, <laughs> did you not walk over to the pencil sharpener so no. everybody could see your new clothes? Absolutely Dude, not. I sharpened my pencil so much. <laughs> I want everybody to see what's tail. going on. It horrified me <laughs> to sharpen like, my pencil. broke it on the side. <laughs> it horrified me to sharpen a pencil. It horrified me. I would... My mom used to get so mad because she would buy me new clothes. Now, I went to Catholic school, yeah. so it wasn't about the clothes. It was about oh, the shoes. shoes. Uh-huh. I would wear my shoes from the year before, so I wouldn't get attention. Wow. So, when I started stand-up comedy... Amanda and I were both different. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. When I started stand-up comedy, it didn't hit me until I went through a divorce. I always wanted to be a comedian, mm-hmm. But really, I wanted to be a singer, but I have too much stage fright to sing in front of anybody except for my kids. Oh, my gosh. But um, so I always wanted to be a comedian. My first husband and I broke up. And I had kind of started because Kurt Fletcher was like, you should do comedy. And if Kurt Fletcher tells you to do comedy, you do it. (laughs) Um, You sharpen your pencil. You sharpen your pencil. Uh, But so... I, my (laughs) ex-husband asked me for a divorce in a very humiliating way. And I called my best friend who was living with me because her husband had left her a month before. I was like, girl, we're going out. Was it at the uh, 311 concert after the rodeo? It was not. (laughs) But (laughs) it wasn't the Wallflower show. (laughs) We used to have an open mic at Back Alley every Monday. Yeah. And um, I remember that. She was working as a 911 dispatcher. And I text her at work, and I was like, girl, what time do you get off? Mm-hmm. We're going out. I'm going to do comedy. <laughs> and she was like, cool. And she shows up, and I'm wearing this, like, party girl dress. Uh-huh. I go to Back Alley, which was <laughs> pizza. Uh-huh. And I, I miss that place. I do. I miss too. Back Alley. I, I miss do. that open mic, because crazy stuff happened It was there. a place behind. It was a. It was an indoor place. It wasn't an alley. It was an indoor place <laughs> That was behind the NYPD pizza. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Not an alley. And so I got up on stage and it was a lot like Marvelous Miss Maisel where I had like a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I know I'm like overdressed, but I just want my ex-husband to think I'm getting dick. <laughs> and uh, everybody laughed. Richard? And I was like, oh, that wasn't a joke. Uh-huh. Like... You guys want to hear more sad stuff? Because I got it. <laughs> I got it all. And that's when it hit me that, like, I had never felt more like I belonged. Mm. And I had never felt like I fit in until I did comedy. You left your Porter Wagner. It's, it's <laughs> oh. so interesting that you say that. Because I, cause I met you when you were established in comedy. Yeah. yeah. And when you um, – and, and post-divorced everything – and and I always loved watching you Aww. because you're so confident on stage. Oh, thank and you. so to know that that was your internal, you know, <laughs> like as as someone who who is like watched you as a performer and loved you and also who knows you now as a friend, Aww. like that's it's you don't put that off at all. At yeah. all. And you command Ugh. That when you get up there, it's yeah. so, it's so good. I think the real turning point was when I got cancer for the third time and I went up at Back Alley again. You're not tired of it? You just keep getting it? Or what? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, just kidding. I, I, I uh, you know, actually, I did it for the clout. Um, clout score. I just willed my body to do it. Um, that's how powerful I am. But so I got my my third diagnosis oh. and it was like scary and I just said it at an open mm-hmm. mic like Tignataro style mm-hmm. and I just remember the whole room went silent and I was like oh that's not the reaction mm-hmm. I thought I was going to get because I think it's hilarious cuz I'm traumatized <laughs> um and, well, then, and, that's, and that's how you work through your trauma. I think that a lot of people don't realize that a lot of comedians, like everybody goes and sees comedians and thinks like, oh, you're just telling me funny things. It's like, no, they're actually telling you like parts <laughs> t- of their life. They're telling yeah. you how broke, broke as fuck they are. And, yeah. <laughs> oh not, 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 not poor, but like broken. We're yeah, bro- we're broken, broken. <laughs> and poor. Um, but, so thank you for giving that to us. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. But uh, – after that, I was like, you know what? No bum could ever touch me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And no- nobody could ever say anything about me after telling everybody something that I hadn't even told my mom yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so now I, you know, I'm different. But, you know, I still have moments where I'm not super confident. Like when... A lady sang the ten drink minimum theme song at me last night. I don't <laughs> and then no one's ever done that. To I got me. up on stage well, she was really drunk. She was really cute. She was really sweet. Like uh. if she's listening, like please don't feel weird about it. But I was just I'm a very shy person. So I was like, Oh, hi. And then they called me on stage and she was like Hi, Holly. And I thought it was somebody that I knew and didn't recognize. And I felt like the shittiest oh God, person. When you feel even worse. It does. It's a weird feeling. Like, Ugh. there is that, like, where you don't actually know, you've never actually met the person. 
And then they start talking to you, and then your friends are like, "Who's that?" And you're like, "I have no, I don't know. idea." Yeah, my mom group was like, "Do you want us?" Because all my moms went out because I was at Rio. I was in Rio Rancho. Weird. I had another situation. <laughs> I know it's so weird. <laughs> I had another situation Shocking. last night. You want to talk Sorry, about Holly no. lives there. That's why we're <laughs> that's why we're chuckling. Yes, it's- uh, <laughs> if you live there, it's fine. I live there too. Um, uh, it's a you know you'll slide uh, houses off the hill together. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the sand dune. We'll we'll have fun. I'm but just another thing happened where I remembered I was in Rio Rancho and I started telling jokes about a certain subject that I just now remembered I can't talk about right this second either. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh shoot, I'm in Rio Rancho. I can't talk about that because one, there's other moms here that probably know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. And I am like three blocks away from the institution that I'm making jokes that you're talking about. about. Oh. And Kurt Fletcher was there last night. He's like, what happened? Because is it that the, is it the effing bar? <laughs> no. But when you but when you have that moment of your internal where you almost have that outer body experience yes. as a performer and you like watch yourself and you're like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Like that is that's coming out. It's not good. It's not good. It's like Don't, a, do it. Stop it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's <laughs> like a train that you have to like make a choice. Yes. It's that whole situation. Am I running over one person or am I running over yeah. six people? Or am I running over all of us? Well, all and here's the deal. My kids are probably the only subject that I will stop that train for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I was like, oh, I have to pull the brakes. Mm-hmm. And then it got weird. And I was like, <laughs> okay. But the crowd was great. But it was just one of those. It was like that plus my set was now, like, really disjointed. Oh, because you censored yourself. Yeah. And kind of icy, I was icy. Like, Ooh, can't mm-hmm. do that. So. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes doing jokes in your yeah. rancho is scary for me. And that's and that's <laughs> awesome that you did that. I mean, some comedians would just plow through. Yes. Yeah. Barney, one time <laughs> we have we have a Rio Rancho story. Barney, so we were playing the Boxing Bear Brewfest. Oh yeah. And which is uh out Ka- not in Rio Rancho. Not not quite Rio Rancho. Side, it's, West it's side. Corrales, West Side. West Side, West Side. I mean they'll cut you off into three beers. But, <laughs> but we were, we were there, we were playing their, uh, boxing bear fest and we're super stoked in the middle of the festival uh, of our set, of our set. Barney on the mic is like, Hey, who's from Rio Rancho? And like a good portion of the crowd raises their hand, but like a bunch of people don't. Yeah. And Barney goes, yeah, fuck Rio Rancho. And like, oh, 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 oh. and all of us are like, <laughs> <laughs> Barney, no, no, Jesus. no! It. I'm afraid I'll get murdered there, my dude. I mean, you know, I mean, in in his defense, it was the middle of July. Um, <laughs> in his defense, it was the middle of July. Um, the meme with the Lion King mm-hmm. looking out to oh, the other side, yeah. uh, Billy, everywhere. B- the Billy, t- Billy made that. <gasps> Of course, Billy. Oh made yeah, that. he it's did. So, good. so, it's so Billy, so good. Billy made that meme. Can we find the meme? Uh, oh no, that's gonna take too long. It, it's fine, but like, so the meme is, <laughs> is, it's, is it's, 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 it's the, it's the Lion King where it's like Simba and he's like, 
He's like, what is that? Uh, he's like, if you all the land you see, we, you know, we Mufasa's own. talking to Simba yeah. about like their about their life and what they own. Th- this way, and he goes, well, what's that dark area? And he goes, that's Rio Rancho, <laughs> and we don't talk about it or something like that. Yes. So he's Billy, like, makes, we own everything the light touches. So here's yes. here's what happened. Billy makes that, mm-hmm. and he's so scared. He's like, he knew it was good, mm-hmm. and he goes, can you share this? <gasps> So that it doesn't come back on me, and oh I was like, God. and I and I was like, that's really good. And he misspelled something. That's how we know it was his. He <laughs> yeah. misspelled something, so he put it out, and it f- goes viral. And then it was crazy because then like uh, inhabitants of Burke stole it and tried to act mm. like it was theirs. Mm-hmm. That that scumbag. But it was crazy. Like and it, and it, every so often it comes back around, and it's probably the most viral thing Billy's ever made. Mm-hmm. And it and you know it's really good. Did you know? It's your guy's fault that I'm called the mayor of downtown. Oh, red light cameras? Yes. Oh, I am very aware that it is. <laughs> do you know do you know the story? I I do know the story. Rio Bravo? Yes. Okay. Well, no, 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 but but I you should tell it though. Okay. You should tell it because it's a good story. <laughs> okay. So, I I remember that night. Yes. So do you know this story? <laughs> yes. Okay. So for the people out there who don't know the story. And so, Go Might ahead. I add mm-hmm. that, like, I love, hate re- red light cameras for what Chris is about to tell Okay. <laughs> so I have a bunch of coworkers that I would that I would take out on in downtown or whatever, and we would go downtown, and they're like, we, you know, we're walking, and people would yell out, and they'd be like, "Hey, it's Chris," and you know, I'd stop and talk to people, and they're like, "You know, everybody." So one of my coworkers, his name is his, uh, his name is Billy, not not Billy Belmont, but a not different Billy, Billy, Billy but. Another so brewery. he's like, oh, you're like the mayor and shit, right? <laughs> and so, like, we're at Dialogue Brewing. And I'm like... Rio Bravo. No, no, no. At first, we were at Dialogue Brewing. And I was like, oh. hey, my friends are playing over at Rio Bravo. Do you guys want to go and see him? And he goes, they're all they're all like, yeah, let's go. I was like, you guys will like it. He goes, no lie, this is a true story. He goes, I wouldn't doubt if we walk in, the band would stop and see that you're here and call you out. And not one minute later, you guys finish a song and you go, is that Chris Burnett here? And then someone, and then Barney goes, you say it. And then Barney goes, Chris Burnett's here? And then Chris was still in the band. He goes, Chris Burnett's here? And people turn and look at me and I like wave awkwardly, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And then and then that guy goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you are the mayor of downtown. And that's mm-hmm. where it started. The mayor of downtown. Yeah. And there have been people who have... Who have tried to fight you? Oh, mm-hmm. on that, yes. on the mayor of downtown. Sure. And I will say, the mayor represents his people. I do. The mayor walks among the people. I do, and and I, that's why you are the mayor, right? Because you are at every show. I try. You are honestly too of all of like the new bands coming up and stuff too. Like I know you are there, and mm-hmm. I know you see them. And if they are smart, look for those white glasses because. How you get on this show, motherfucker? That's right. Um, <laughs> you, you don't just randomly hit me up on Instagram, please. No, well, only I can do that. <laughs> now it's spread into the comedy scene. So, oh, like, I took a break from mm-hmm. the show because children, because um, you were three D printing some gorgeous bits. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was fantastic. <laughs> I just pictured all of that in my brain. <laughs> I, oh, I, I'm going to use that from now on. Yeah. Uh, but I took it. 
took a year off and there's baby comics i lovingly call them baby comics and mm-hmm. i love them all we have a great scene right now and uh one night chris came to the open mic and one of them was like do you know that guy and i was like no no i don't know him at all he just sat back here i don't know he calls himself like the mayor of downtown they're like you gotta talk to him and i was like dying laughing you're like watch i'm gonna walk up and slap him. and then somebody (laughs) ruined it and they told them like no holly used to be on tendering minimum and they were like oh my god and i'm like okay calm down that's some weird shit you should have walked up to chris and just made dead eye contact and been like go with me (laughs) and just hit him i would have allowed it oh chris will go with anything which is my favorite part of our Mm. friendship Oh yeah, but oh I'll, my gosh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll commit to the bit. Oh yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I know that's why we became friends too, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all about it, and it's like it's it's also like we're also in that uh, you know superhero club where like we can all like if Amanda shows up at a show and uh, I have a table at Launchpad, she knows she can just roll over, throw her stuff down. And chill for a second, <laughs> right? Am I yes, and, and we're like that will, Justice League. Really, like, you will lovingly watch my purse I will. and will. my drink, I will. and make sure that nothing yep. bad happens to me. That is yep. a correct statement. You know? And and like people are always like, "Oh, you know," and I'm like, "I do." And they're like, "And it, and it's that." And and then we can do the whole thing where like we're just sitting there talking. We're like, you know, saying, and then someone will roll up, and then you, and they're like, "Amanda, I love you," and you're like, "Oh my god!" And then you turn into like. Amanda, the lead singer from the Red Light Cameras. <laughs> and then and then you take a picture with them and they walk away and then you're like, anyway, what were we talking <laughs> and, and we do that whole thing. And it's like it it, it it's it, it it's really amazing because like we're like a uh club of artists. Like, you know, I was it was really weird. We're the Avengers, bro. We're the Avengers. Yeah, we're like Justice League, right? <laughs> so I was at um Oh, what was I at? I was at something. I was at uh one of our friends was playing at Sister. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people came out, and I don't even remember what we did beforehand. And they were like, I can't believe, like, all of you guys are, like, different members of the community doing all these different things, and you're all friends. And I sat there for a second, and I said, you know, and I said, you know why? And, he go, and the guy goes, why? Like, he was a filmmaker. And I was like, we were the misfits, we were the artists that like we were the weirdos. Yep. We were the goofy people, and we were yep. and, and we were like all like struggling and fighting together. Yeah, to make to make a name for ourselves. Yeah, and we and and then we all like became friends and helped each other out, and now we run it all. Yeah, and we do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and we were. I mean, talk about community. Mm-hmm. Like we we. We're there for each other. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. and it really, you were one of the people for me that solidified the, the show up. Oh. Show up for your people. Yeah. Fuck you know, yeah. um, and I don't, give, I don't give a shit what's going on in your life. If yeah. You, if you can get there, get there. Get there. Get yeah. there. Get there. And pay to get there. Pay to yeah. get there and mm-hmm. support and be there and, and take care of your people. And, yeah. and, um, I mean, like, I I love that you mentioned that that we were the misfit toys. And we were the toy, we were, man. We were the we, we were, were the misfit toys. Like I was sitting there telling someone, like uh, one day they were like, "You live downtown?" I go, "Yeah," and they're like, "What's dangerous down there?" And I said, "Not to me." Us. <laughs> I said, and, and I said, "Not to me." And they said, "Why?" I go, "Because I live in the community of downtown." Yeah. And they're like, yeah. what, do you, "What do you mean community?" And yeah. I said, "I said you guys go down there to like party and trash the place." Yeah. 
this is our home. This is where we live. Mm -hmm. I took my parents downtown and we walked from um, Founders to Anodyne. And my mom at first was like, woof. And then, and then like as we're walking all along the way, I'm sitting there like people are stopping us for talking. And my mom goes, okay, you're safe here. Mm -hmm. These Mm -hmm. are your people. And I said, yeah, no one would mess with me Mm -hmm. down here. No way. Like, no way. In the launch pad, you tried to start some shit with me. You'd be be in a hell of a mistake. I I have a story actually. I got roofied downtown. Oh Jesus! I did. I got roofied downtown after one of our shows. Someone gave me a shot, and I'm wow. actually very smart. I'm very smart about the shots that I take, and I make sure that I go with people. And I like, and most of the time it's it's my friends, you right. know. But if it's somebody sure. I don't know, I go to the bar, and right. I like I majority of the time know the bartender that is there. But I fully got roofied, and um. And I, I didn't get more than 10 feet. Yeah. And, and I mean, our community. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. people were like, that's not okay. She doesn't know them. She doesn't know that he doesn't know her. That's not okay. And, and before I knew it, like I was scooped and, and taken away. And, and it is because we all have been there. That's right. And, and like Simo said, we are the lovers. Like we, we stood around with each other and loved each other. Through all of those empty shows and all of those empty times, <sighs> we right. we were there. No one was there. Loving each other. And and from the base of that, we grew this community where you're right. I feel there are people that, yeah, come downtown and they're like, oh, it's sketchy. I'm like, to you. To you it is. Right. <laughs> I feel so safe downtown. I, I, as, if, as soon as someone says that, I'm like, ah. Mm-hmm. You don't know shit, mm-hmm. or they'll be like, "I don't go to that bar because they don't, they don't, they don't." The bartenders don't serve you. I'm like, "Ah, you're a dickhead." You <laughs> you're the mean? one doing this. You're the one snapping uh, or holding your money up. That. Um, and it's mm-hmm. really funny because, like, I was trying to explain this to somebody. They're like, "You live downtown?" I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "I like to go downtown on uh, St. Patrick's Day," and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the." That, I said, "Like that's the." I said, "I said here's here, let me let me let me explain to you. That's when all the weekend warriors come out." I was like, "We don't go downtown on New Year's Eve." St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. Fat Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. night, night before Thanksgiving, New Year's Eve, and, and New Year's Eve. And I was like, and, and then I was telling one of my friends, I was like, let me explain something to you. I said, New Year's Eve, you will not see, unless they're playing a show, mm-hmm. any of the scene people downtown will all be at one place mm-hmm. off downtown, and there'll be a full party. There might be three DJs, and we'll go to like four or five in the morning. And it is the best party mm-hmm. in town. I would never be at another party. And and, and I didn't yes, want to say it. I didn't yes. want to say it, but it's Simo's house. The Casa de Simo. I remember Candy one year. Dude, I remember one year for New Year's Eve. We're doing Simo's house. And there's people gambling in like a middle room. There's like three DJs in the front room. And it like went crazy. And I had to like and, – and some, some people who didn't belong showed up. And a friend of mine was there, a, a lady. And I hadn't talked to her in a while, and I walk into the hallway, and I see one of the dudes. It was like these two guys I'd never seen in my entire life, and they're they're holding a bottle up while she's chugging it, liquor. And I walk up, and I say, hey, I need to talk to you outside. And they're all, she's busy. And I said, that's my friend, and I don't know you, and she ain't busy. Yeah. And they're like, who are you? I was like, I'm the guy that's telling you that she ain't busy. Mm-hmm. I don't know you, and you're in this house. And so I took her outside, and they were they were trying to just get her plowed and yeah, take oh, her home sure. and do whatever they want. And not around this group of people. I walked her outside and I said, "Hey, I think you need to go home, and I'm going to call you an Uber right now, and I'm going to mm-hmm. pay for it, and you're going to go home." And I did. Mm-hmm. And they were like pissed about it, and I was like, 
do something about it, dude. <laughs> that ain't that ain't cool. Two guys like pouring a fifth of vodka down some girl's throat. No. Like hell no. no. And that that's how we take care of each other, see? Yes. Yes, it is community. Community. You know? I love that word. I can't wait mm-hmm. to go back to parties, but like now it's like 10 p.m. I'm in pajamas. Well, well baby, our par- our parties now are different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our parties yeah. now are different. No, it's yeah. so funny. Like, uh, I I have a joke about this, but somebody came up to me. Well, a friend of mine texted me on a Tuesday, and she was like, hey, do you want to come downtown? Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe. That's not a casual like, Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> like, what What time are you going? She's like, well, you're going to meet down there around 10. I'm like, PM. Uh, on a Tuesday? Yeah, PM. on a Tuesday. I mean, I'll do it every once in a while. I, I'm if like, someone's playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I have I'm to. I'm sorry. I'm such a. No, 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 no. I'm yeah, getting, I'm getting that level too. But I'm like, I have to take children to yeah. school. Dude. I have a two-year-old that wakes up at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm hungover or not. And they had the audacity to be like, you've changed. I'm yeah. like, uh, yeah, because I'm supposed to right now. Yes. Yeah. But you better believe when both I have of those two kids, reasons. Yeah. Like, you well, best shit. believe when those kids are a little older, I'm going to be going crazy. Well, I, I don't have a, I don't have kids. I have a dog and a cat that eat at 5 a.m. Yeah. And they let me know <laughs> when it is 5 a.m. Their internal <laughs> clock goes, hey, like the cat will come up and go, hey, hey. <laughs> It's 5 a.m. Yeah. Wake up. You are mm-hmm. sleeping, you dumbass. <laughs> I need food. And this little one here is mm-hmm. the best because she's a morning person. Oh, wow. She wakes up at 5 for no reason. She does not wake me up. <laughs> she makes herself breakfast. <gasps> she, Ooh. she like paints in her room. Yeah. And then whenever yes. I wake up, she's fine. Huh? Yeah. Dream baby. Sometimes She's they, the best. Sometimes she even brings out her Barbies. Yeah. What? Yeah, she's great. I don't even bring my Barbies out. <laughs> because did you know that when that when you need to go to the bathroom, I think that I think that you are coming to get me, so I just like quickly put all of my stuff away where they go. Oh. Yeah. She's the best. I think that you're coming to get me. Oh. <laughs> She's the best. Um I like Simo threw up a all the women who independent. Throw <laughs> your hands up that day. Which includes our Danny. Yeah. She oh. independent. She's she an independent woman getting up in the morning. The world that she's <laughs> going to grow up in is going to be such an amazing uh, world for women. We're trying. Yeah. We're trying. Yeah. We're really trying. Um, really trying. I try. Yeah. You know, I want to. I feel like I have a little platform. Yeah. For, uh, for the women coming up in the world. And I try to make sure that I, I reach those youths. Good. Yeah. Because I feel like that's it's also my secret that's going to keep me. I'm the opposite. I get up on stage at the fiesta and I'm all women, right? <laughs> no, but can we Just talk kidding. about Amanda for a second? Because I, I have know. to tell oh you, God. Amanda is like the most supportive of not just like women, but like 
somebody will get an award for something. Yeah. Or somebody will do something they're really excited about. And Amanda is always like, heck yeah, women power. Heck yeah, New Mexico power. And that's like the world I want Danny to like grow up in. Right. You know? It, well, it's, and it's also like a good thing for this next generation because like, when I was first here, the music scene was really backbitey. It was really like, uh, oh, you got this? I should have got that. Yeah. It yeah. was really like bad about, you know, like I've even had musicians that are like, I, I, that, that person helped the other band load in. I would, we would never do that back in the day. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you guys are, you know, shitty. I think we all need to remember that a win for one of us is yeah. a win for all. That's yes. damn right. I was going to say that about your show. I was like, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. That you got this show. Because uh, uh, I was kidding earlier when I said that was green with jealous rage. <laughs> uh, so, like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, wow, the production is so great. It Thank looks you. so amazing. And it, and it again, it is, a, like you said, a win for one of us is a win for all of us. Yeah. I mean, and I think that if I can just touch on what you said of like, yeah, mm. the the scene was really bitey. Yeah. And I think and I think I think Burke in general was. Yes. Yeah. You know, it was like it we had this sense of if you're doing it, I don't get to do it. Right. Yeah. And and there well, was why, why this, didn't I get it? Right. Or or there's not enough room for all of us. And yeah. it's like, no, there there is. There's tons of room. There's for a us. lot of room everywhere and if we can all support each other getting there why not yeah. and and i think mm -hmm. that i mean we've talked about it a little bit in this show too like our scene we have some great things yeah. happening in our community and happening here in albuquerque and i think that the thing that's gotten in our way the last few years has just been us absolutely you know yeah. like we don't want it's it's we get in our own way of these things happening because we are so precious. Yeah. We, we feel like these things need to be ours. They need to be a claim. It needs to be something it, you need. There needs to be some stake to it, which just the fact that it's happening. Yeah. And happening for all of us is amazing. And, and thank you. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Cause I really, I just, I want everyone to, to live their best life and and to be able to like and supporting each other is is how we get there right. you know and i think that if you especially with the world we live in with the internet and everything like we have these platforms to lift each other up mm -hmm. so why not do that Right. And all it takes is you sharing something. It's yeah. easy. It's 30 seconds of you being like, look at what my friend is doing. And so yeah. many people are bad about this. And I'm, I'm bad about it as well. Like today I was like, I was like, Oh, my friends are playing at Marble. I'm going to go share it on my Facebook. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't I? Right. Why, why didn't yeah. I? And I thought about it. I was like, crap, I need to do that. And <laughs> some motherfucker said ski Rio Rancho. That's a, a joke from a long time ago. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I'm going to expand on what you're saying. Albuquerque has been this hidden gem that is no longer hidden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, we can never go back. Yep. That's a very honest truth. We are the diamond in the rough. We are the diamond in the rough. Mm -hmm. Everyone now knows about Albuquerque. Breaking Bad happened. Um, Better Call Saul happened. And people are moving here. The only thing we, we really, the only fight we have is to con is to keep the culture. Yeah. yeah. And that's yes. a tough fight. But, like. 
I don't know. I think it's pretty hard to beat the culture out of New Mexico. Well, and I think pretty- I think because we- we'll cut your brain essay. Because yeah. <laughs> we will cut you. I think we have so many artists who are so true to that. I mean, you look at like Jesse Littlebird and yeah. like and other artists who who really like bring their their New Mexico take to right. it. You know, like Nikki There's just so many. I I think that you're absolutely right. Right. And and our Flamenco Institute, I mean, uh Warehouse 505 is doing amazing stuff with like educating our youth in like different dance styles that are not just, you know, Spanish based, but yeah. it it's there's so many things to our culture that is more than I think what people see on the surface. Absolutely. I think so too. You know? And, you know, I I feel like uh, it's so interesting watching like the the newer generation of musicians because they they do help each other mm-hmm. they play in each other's bands they help each other set up they lend PA's they lend mm-hmm. uh, mixers and it gives me a lot of hope for things and I'm always like you know people are always like shitting on the the younger generation I'm like man no these guys are you know they're they're doing it right mm-hmm. they're not mad when somebody gets something. Mm-hmm. They're standing in the audience watching. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we're seeing that in comedy too. Like the, I'm so proud of a lot of our baby comics mm-hmm. because they're so excited. And I really honestly feel <laughs> like I have to credit Zach Abeda a lot. Yeah. He's with, oh, he's been doing so much for with the, the comedy change team. in the way people viewed. Oh well, we, we can uh, end. we can end it right here. Yeah, we can. We're we're pretty okay. we're we're done. Uh, oh no 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 okay. I'm yeah. <laughs> we're at the end. I'm not gonna leave. Um, yeah. but I I think there was like a shift when yeah. Zach Abeda came in with his positivity and his culture and all yes. this stuff. But the younger guys coming in are just like they're sharing each other's things and they're congratulating each other and they're so. Uh, they're also not gross, which uh, is very appreciated by. Yeah, I have noticed that. Everywhere. Yeah, they're well, not think, gross. They celebrate us, and it's great, and I love it. I think this. There was a a weird sense of competition mm. in in all in all aspects, all, all genres, comedy, theater, film, right, music, all of it, because because we were so unknown right yeah right because the big things that helped us get on the map were breaking bad and the shins and things that like like things that that happened here but left and like and weren't part of the the amazing stories people come up to me and ask about the shins is is a whole podcast in its own (laughs) i hear hear some of the most fucked up things oh i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure yeah um and and you know you look there's there's so many things that started here that people don't know started here but then eventually left right and and i think that um our our sense of we we lost that sense of competition and we gained this sense of camaraderie yeah. where we realized that it was like oh no, no, no. It's New Mexico versus everyone else. That's right. Yes. Like, no, no, no. It's not, it's not you versus me. No. It's New Mexico versus, versus everyone else. We'll cut your brain essay. <laughs> Bring it. Dude. So to answer Simo's question, uh, Amanda and I are going to Marble to watch Youngsville after this. Uh, I want to thank Amanda Michonne for being on the show. Uh, 
Check out Absolutely Albuquerque on the very local app on your Roku. Yes, you can download the very local app on Roku, Amazon Fire. You can also get it on your iPhone or your tablet. Um, It is a free app. And we want people to see this. We want a second season. Just put it on and let it run. Yes, babe. And hey, you might see... Some locals that you love. Yeah. You might see some of your favorite places. I, I have already, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get to see Amanda on there. Amanda. So. <laughs> I, I love you all. Yeah. We love you. We love you. Thank you for having me. Of yeah. course. Thank you for come, come hang out with us at Marble. Watch Youngsville. Yes. Come watch Youngsville and the Ordinary Things. Ordinary Things as well. Huzzah. You want to plug anything or you want to? Uh, I have one show that yeah. I forgot to mention. It's October 5th at Hollow Spirits. It's hosted by Bonnie Bigheart, who is one of my absolute favorite baby comics. I yeah, love her so great. much. Um, and so we got to get her on here soon. Yes. Maybe for to promote that show. I don't know. Could be. Uh, but... She is producing the show at Hall of Spirits, and I'm so proud, and it's going to be so much fun. Uh, we have a podcast Sunday, 5 p.m., Man High. Hey. Our duo, Man High. Oh, I love Man High. Man High. <laughs> Man, you got to tell them hi for me. I will. I will. They'll be here Sunday night, uh, 5 p.m., tindrinkminimum.com. That's how you watch Sunday nights. Um, and we're going to go. We're going to go yeah, uh, party at Marble. And, uh, Holly's not going to go with us because she's probably going to have to. I have to take this adorable little creature home. <laughs> we're going to go eat pizza and oh. watch The Little Mermaid probably. Dang, what a cool Friday night. I mean, Smiley's a great a great duo, but I'm, I got to say, Danny being here has been my favorite. <laughs> I got to say. Very great. <laughs> uh, for Amanda, for uh, Holly Ann, I'm Chris, and we are... 10 drink, drink minimum. minimum.